we are doing this show in the honor of Derek, the safari guide who was killed <laughs> by Cecil's cousin in Africa today. <laughs> All day, my fucking Facebook has been a mess because of people angry at me, thinking that I really cared that this fucking safari guide got killed. But Abby Martin's here to straighten everything out. <laughs> did you did you cry when Cecil? No, I didn't shed any tears. No, um, no. I cried when Jimmy Kimmel cried. Yeah, see, these stories are just, <laughs> I just feel like they're manufactured kind of outrage and feign outrage for people to just feel better. I mean, yes, of course you should, you know, love animals and love humans and have solidarity with all living things. But it just seemed really manufactured, especially when I read interviews with people who lived there and they were like, who the fuck is Cecil the lion? Like the, the way the hysteria in this country made it seem like he was like their national animal yeah. like this was the the lion that was like the a beloved lion. the lion right this beloved creature and everyone was like why do americans care so much about this lion well no one had heard anything about him at all until this guy killed him and then once we decided that there was a name to cecil mm. you know then it became this big thing well i had uh, justin wren who's a, a friend of mine who works in a congo he um he builds water wells for these people mm -hmm. in, in the Congo that don't have uh, fresh water. And he said the most sobering statistic yesterday. He said 5,000 children between the age of f up to the age of five die every day in the Congo because they drink dirty water. 5,000 a day. A day. I can't even comprehend it's that. It's insane. It's in impossible to wrap your head around. And, you know... But Cecil. black lives don't matter. Lions matter. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, when you're that, someone else wrote a really poignant editorial, like this African woman, and she was just like, "This, you know, there's so much death and destruction, basically, because of just so many things. Globalization, especially with the raping of the Congo, the civil war there." And she was like, "But lions matter more than black lives," and that's the absolute truth. And I think when people can you know anthropomorphize this like creature and feel some sort of connection to it you can do that about anything you can do that about we do it for with our dogs but the truth is we're eating animals every day mm -hmm. um you know it just seemed like picking and choosing just because it's this like majestic creature yeah it was also it gives people an opportunity to be really angry and not think about their real problems mm -hmm. like there was all these people in front of cecil's uh, or this guy, the dentist, whatever, dentist's office, and they were saying the, they should have his head on their wall. People, I would like to see his head on a wall. Like, you really want you want a person to be killed now too? Well, like a lot it's of not people, bad enough. I, you know, it actually hit me a little bit too close to home because I saw the. Um this kind of, you know, I said a wave of hysteria and like vitriol against this guy and actual lambasting him with death threats um, over and over again, people going and smearing blood on his office and stuff, and I just was really really horrified because I was like holy shit this this happened to me on a really like micro scale with the Chris Kyle stuff I was just like getting yeah. like incessantly peddled with death threats and that's awful it's wrong you can't do that to someone we're all human beings and you can't do that even if you hate someone or think that they you know if you personally want someone to die like you can't just be like you should die because you hunted a line you should die because you wore a fuck Chris Kyle shirt I just think that apply it across the board and this kind of online bullying and like driving people into a hole or doxing them and exposing their personal information because you disagree with something that they did. It's wrong. Mia Farrow doxed the dentist. What? Mia Farrow. Yeah. She put the dentist's uh, address online.
Wow. She's very so Be sad. Fair, that's the last person that I would ever expect to do that. That's crazy so interesting. Bitch. Crazy that's bitch. so interesting. Wow. She, she's to fuck Woody Allen. What do you want from her? <laughs> it's it's not a joke. Yeah, she's it's not the a world. it's not a joke to get doxxed and to get like peddled with death threats. Well, you uh, you had that Chris Kyle T-shirt, the fuck Chris Kyle T-shirt. Was that what did it? Was that, or was it the being on the show that did it? So you did warn me. Um, just in case people haven't heard the last episode that I was on, um, I talked about how Chris Kyle was a sociopath. I talked about how he lied in his book about you know killing people, um, beating dogs or horses so bad that his hand broke. Um, but the thing is, he's lied about so many things. Like Jesse Ventura has proven that he lied about that fight and stuff. So we can't really trust what he said in his book. But I think it's just odd that someone would lie about killing black people in her and Katrina. Like, why would you brag yeah. about that? You think that you would brag about a story about like saving a child. But instead, he talked about how he was actually bragging about like slaughtering people who were looters looting, yeah executing poor people weird. who are stealing things super fucking weird and i just want to make it very clear that i um have a lot of respect for veterans and soldiers who um choose to defect they there's a lot of heroic people like ben griffin um special operations and in, in uh the uk who basically went to iraq and just refused to go back so there's a ton of amazing veterans and soldiers who i think that should be praised especially when we're looking at something like the iraq war which was a complete disaster, um, countless dead, countless maimed, now ISIS is, is erupted. So when we have these heroes that are mythologized in our society, and when we have someone like Chris Kyle, who's the pinnacle of what the hero should be from that war and rewriting the history of the Iraq war, I think it's really dangerous. So I just, you know, I, I talked about how, what I really felt about Chris Kyle. And um, people got really upset. Uh, my friend Leo, who runs this, like, clothing company printed a shirt a one-off shirt fuck chris kyle and he was just like he he wanted me to wear it i was like yeah fuck it let's let's take a photo and i posted on my instagram account my instagram account like doesn't have that many followers so i was like i did not know the shit storm that would be ensuing whatsoever so you know wore the fuck chris kyle shirt tits out um <laughs> you know two weeks go by and i was like whatever it, it, nothing happened i wake up to Every like it almost started <clears throat> where I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be a really good art project because I was getting peddled with like the craziest shit you've ever heard, like rape, like genital mutilation so detailed that I was like, is this ISIS actually writing these comments? Because it seems like these people actually admire ISIS because it's like the most grotesque, disturbing things about my vagina and what they wanted ISIS to do to it that I was like, holy fuck, like you guys must have like some sick admiration for ISIS. Now, when you saw that, do you report those people? So it started, I remember I was going to Baltimore and I just was getting it so frequently that I was like, holy fuck. So my Instagram, I kind of had to like make it private immediately because someone had gone, like people had gone through and said, we're going to put our raping shoes on and find you, yeah. all this shit, you know. So I, I shut that down and then I went on Facebook and saw that, you know, every single art post that I had on my art page, every single public. So I had to like, I didn't want to shut it down because I was like, I don't want to defer to these threats but at the same time it was getting so extreme that i couldn't handle like the volume of of death and rape threats because at first i was like catalog cataloging them and i was like okay i'm taking screenshots of all these i'm gonna make this giant like like art project and i was like no fuck this this is like not like this is actually getting way <laughs> way too crazy um and then i got doxxed by this guy um this veteran who basically just wrote me and he was like, hey, I just posted your address on all the veteran and sniper forums. I was like, there's sniper forums? Um, and he was like telling people, you know, how to find you. And then I found out that my mom got doxxed. So my mom's um, personal information got 
exposed. And so luckily I was already moving in a week, but I was just like, this is this is bad shit crazy. So I tried to contact the cops for like the I think there was like 10 really graphic like I'm going to come to your house this Saturday cut your clit off like let you bleed to death on the floor like just i mean things like that i was like and it was the person's public facebook page you can see his like license plate in the photo he had like a baby you know they're just like these people out there who are just totally proud to be like completely homicidal and and rapey and really sociopathic acting so i went to the cops and i was just like look there's like five people who i know who they are they've said that they're going to come kill me or rape me or cut my clit off and i was like is there anything that you can you can do and they basically just um, took the report and nothing ever happened. Were well, you supposed to go to the FBI for that? I, dude, it was so funny. I called the FBI and they're like, yeah, they're like, oh, online threats. Yeah, just go to this website and file it. Like, there's probably so many online threats going on every mm. day. Yeah, at this imagine? point, right? Oh, my God. Especially with clit killing. Yeah, a I mean, of, the, thing, clit the thing. stabbers out there. <laughs> the thing that was just. It just upset me so much because people were, yeah, people were comparing me to like Pamela Geller. They're like, okay, Abby can wear a fuck Chris Kyle shirt and like Pamela Geller can have the draw Muhammad contest. I'm like, first of all, stop deifying Chris Kyle as like a prophet. Like that's insane. Um, Second of all, we're not talking about a marginalized portion of society, which is like Arabs who are basically like this, this generation's like demonized population i was like we're talking about chris kyle which is like the peak of the empire this you know homicidal soldier who's like glorified in in war propaganda and shit so you can't really compare the two um but i just think it's really important to understand the real history of the iraq war and i think american sniper really not only whitewashed it but just doubled down on the myth um and you know the establishment chooses these war heroes to perpetuate and chris kyle is not a hero <clears throat> i think that there are countless heroes that we would be much more appropriate to hail what's well, hard to when you look at a story like the american sniper story it's hard to figure out what really happened because there were definitely some fabrications mm-hmm. so it's it's hard to figure out okay Military people, when they retire, they do not get much money. It's 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 piss poor, and it's it's quite an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment as far as the way they're treated medically. Um, the uh, the UFC has worked really hard mm-hmm. to provide money for the Intrepid uh, Institute for um, uh, for traumatic brain injuries, which is a huge issue with soldiers because the medical community has made so many incredible advances that people live that didn't live you know 30 40 years right. ago so now these these guys are living with some significant brain injuries and while we were doing one of these uh, fundraisers it was it was hitting me I was like why the amount of billions and billions of dollars that are spent on this war how the fuck could they not allocate a similar amount to take care of the soldiers because the soldiers don't have a voice like nobody gives a fuck for them nobody cares so when these guys retire there's not a lot of options and so i was trying to figure out okay why would a guy like chris kyle Mm. make up all these stories he was talking about shooting carjackers in texas that turned out to not be true he said he was shooting people in katrina that were looting there was all these stories that didn't hold water. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think, it was. do you think maybe this guy was trying to fabricate a bunch of crazy shit and put it in his book because it would make the book more sensational and sell, and this would be a way that this guy could provide oh, for course. his family. And oh, oh you mean like, yeah, bringing it back to the human level? I'm, sh- yeah, I'm I mean, sure. But I mean, I keep going back to the people who just... 
It's like, yeah, I feel for soldiers who come back with traumatic brain injuries, but I do honestly think, especially, uh, you know, dating a veteran who was in the initial invasion of Iraq and stuff, um, there are people who join the military because they want to kill people. A lot of people join the military because they have no options. A lot of people join the military because they believed in the Iraq war and um, the war on terror. And um, a lot of people just want to slaughter people. And I think Chris Kyle was one of those people, um, unfortunately. Do you think you become one of those people once you get out there? I think you it's think exacerbated, that's... yeah, astronomically, yeah. Once you shoot the first few people, like, I mean, that was a part of the, the movie is that the first person he shot was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, the, first of all, the movie wasn't good. And I was really confused really? by that. You didn't think it was good? No. Thought it was terrible. <laughs> I thought it was a terrible movie. It just wasn't well done. It was really? like a clunky, made-for-TV movie. Oh, That's wow. what it felt like to me. Mm. Did you see it? No. It's not good. It's mm -hmm. not a good movie. And Ari Shafir was uh, talking about how bad it was. Mm -hmm. And I was. I thought when Ari was saying that that he was just being hypercritical because yeah. Ari hates a lot of things that yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, ah, eh, maybe. He's, so, but I watched. I was like, this is not a good movie. <laughs> it's just not a good movie. And. You know, Bradley Cooper's a really good actor, mm -hmm. but the it was wooden, I right. felt like. I felt like it was just, it wasn't, didn't have a life to it. Like but he had the ghost of Chris Kyle in him. Mm. That's what he said in interviews. Said? Yeah, he did he really say he that? He felt like it was just... Oh, man. Did he really say that? Yeah. That's when I was Boy, like, oh, Bradley fucking, Cooper's a he's fucking bag. going for it. He's going for All in. He's going all for in. Hollywood <laughs> superstardom. He wants to be the guy. Shoot right to the top. Um, just, the thing that... The, the, a I, good movie. Yeah. And aside from just the movie being mad, I think it's just unfortunate to kind of personalize this character so much when you know ignoring basically people came out of the movie saying Iraqis are savages and it was all like justified mm. because they're looking through the eyes of someone like Chris Kyle when really I mean look at Iraq today millions of refugees I mean as I just said the Terrific. country is just completely destroyed and it's like what about those people so it's important yeah we can humanize Chris Kyle and of course we can humanize every soldier that's coming back because they were sold false pretenses to go to war but um, I just have to feel more for the for the people who were just the the occupants of the country and they just were casualties of this mess well we should i think we should feel for all humans equally yes. especially people that we don't know and the idea that they're not as valuable because they live over there yeah if there was something that happened over here where there was a foreign invasion that caused a million casualties that are from innocent civilians we would be up in arms and horrified and I don't know what the real numbers are for the Iraq invasion because it's hard to figure it out. Mm -hmm. There's there's a bunch of different argued numbers. Let's say it's the lowball number, which is more than a hundred thousand innocent civilians. That's horrific. It's horrific to think that that's the lowball number and the highball number is somewhere around I think two million. You have right? Sam Harris come on right after this and oh, the yeah. Sam, <laughs> Sam is big on the lowball numbers. Well, here's here's the problem, and I and and I'm this is all I'm going to say about Sam, and because I, I know that you offered the debate, and I really mm -hmm. appreciate that, and I um I really really appreciate you offering that because I know that we've been going back and forth on Twitter and shit. Um, have, what, I, have, what have you gone back and forth with him? Oh, about? like he he actually wrote. Or he, you know, just the fire hose of bullshit saying that all I was saying mm -hmm. was like hyperbolic, um, sensational figures and stuff. And the problem that I have with Sam Harris and debating him is that um, I don't feel like I should or need to debate a neuroscience about foreign policy. Like I don't, I'm interested in what he has to say about like neuroscience and interesting things about like what he's studied. But as far as someone arguing with me about like U.S. foreign policy and empire, um, who's a neuroscientist, I don't see any um, reason that I would get out of that especially someone who talks about mass casualties with zero empathy 
Um, well, I don't necessarily think he's talking about it with zero empathy. I think what he's, he's trying to cold, do is like being, a stone cold killer. Well, he's trying to be <laughs> objective mm -hmm. about the numbers and not interject emotions with it. Totally. But don't you think that he would say, "Why would I talk to someone who's a reporter about foreign policy?" No, journalists I think are much more credible than just like scientists who are just jumping in the mix, new atheism movement, and just being like, "Let's." Let's have a giant debate all about Islam. I don't, I just don't get it. But um, I mean, the, the information, mm -hmm. like information is kind of available to anybody in this day mm -hmm. and age, right? It's in, 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 in what he is, maybe he has a degree in neuroscience and he is, you know, a neuroscientist, but really he's an author mm -hmm. and he researches things and he talks about things and agree with him or disagree with him in the way he presents the numbers and the way he's presenting this, this argument. I think there's a lot of debate as far as how many people died over there. Yeah, but well, even here's the, the problem, low number. Here's the problem with him is that this is he's he's basically he nitpicked all my numbers saying that they were huge. But all mm -hmm. he did was basically cite official casualty count numbers from the Pentagon. It's like, do you think that's the fucking accurate number? That's way worse. Going to the lowest ball number of casualties well, and I think saying he, this he is cited some other people as well. And the high number that he was citing, I think, was around two hundred thousand. Right? Was that? Do you? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't, I'm not good at recalling numbers. Yeah, I just think it's. I just get... think it's funny that that's what he hammered in on is me basically blowing up the numbers when he basically went to the the most extreme small calculations that have been determined by military personnel. <laughs> when when basically the general Dempsey said we don't do body counts. That's what he said during the Iraq War. We don't do body counts. So, is yeah, it is really hard to tell how many people died, but the International Business Times did a study in 2006 that said a million were dead at that point. So, yeah, it is hard. I just am... And they include, but they include Shia and Sunni infighting as well, right? Which is a lot of it was caused by the Iraq war, which really triggered a, a huge amount of civil unrest mm -hmm. because there was a power struggle going on between the Sunni and the Shia, which... Were, was more under control when Saddam Hussein was in control of mm -hmm. Iraq. That is calculated in that that casualty figure that's that's talked about. Yeah, when it yeah, comes yeah, to the yeah. Iraq Basically, war. yeah, a direct result of like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A direct result yeah. of. And that's what brings it really high. It's really bad. And I think that's one of the things that he argues against that you can't attribute that to the United States military invasion because mm -hmm. it's sort of a side effect of the military invasion, the civil war that's going on mm -hmm. there. Even though all, even though Cheney back in two thousand or nineteen ninety six said this is exactly what's going to happen if we invade Iraq, pieces mm -hmm. of Iraq are going to fly off. Saddam, we can never out him at this point because this is exactly what's going to happen. So it's like, yeah, you can say that was just a happenstance, but. The truth is everyone knew what was going to happen. So, you know Well, but, I think that's what he's just saying that it's difficult to attribute that number to what the United States is responsible for because it's really civil war Based on the complete destabilization and destruction of an entire Entire population an entire yeah. population mm -hmm. that was run by an evil dictator and his homicidal sociopathic sons and yeah, I mean, it was all gross before that, sure. too. I mean, more people are dead now, but it was gross then. It's gross now. The whole, that whole part of the world is terrifying. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the thing about ISIS, did you see that shit where they blew up some ancient structures oh uh, a couple days ago? They, they blew up some uh, ancient monuments. Pull that up because this is fucking terrifying. They beheaded some guy who's the head of antiquities in Syria. Uh, apparently this beloved guy who just was unwilling to bow to their demands, they behead this guy 
and then uh, they blew up some ancient monuments, some really well-preserved ancient structures that were, you know, archaeological treasures. And yeah. they're blowing these yeah, fucking yeah. things Remember up. the Taliban blew up all those, like, Buddhist... Mm-hmm. Or what were they? Yeah, all look at this. Oh fucking God. unbelievable. They re- released the first images showing the destruction of the temple in uh, B- Balsamain. Fuck. I don't it's know just, if I said that right. It's just insane how rich... ISIS is like they've just stolen so much equipment and money yeah. you know it's just it, the whole ISIS thing is so disturbing because it is like it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy it's like everyone's <sighs> wanted this this like group of like crazy Islamists that we can look at and be like look this is why we need this like never-ending war and then ISIS just beco- comes out of the shadows of like destabilizing an entire region of the earth um, and this is what happens it's like this is the manifestation of you know, well, end. this is what the tinfoil hat people have always been saying. The United States engineers, the United States will prop up a country, prop up a military, and then go in and invade them. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to invade them. They're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Well, they're dangerous because we made them dangerous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is the conspiracy theory because when you remember when Obama was on TV saying that we had to invade Syria? Yes, only two years ago he was ready to bomb Assad. And we were all like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. And the United <laughs> States pretty much universally was like, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to another place. We're yeah. not going we're not going to start another war that we can't win. And then the United States backed off. Yeah. They just let it go. Yeah. But then, coincidentally, the rise of ISIS. <laughs> like right when that happened. <laughs> I mean, fuck, man. If you wanted to make a conspiracy theory, there's no better one than the ISIS yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. It's right in front of everybody's face. It's yeah. it's adorable in how ridiculous it is. Like, and I'm not saying that it's a conspiracy theory. I believe ISIS mm-hmm. is real and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's amazing how quick it filled the void left by our hysteria to go into Syria. Like, you know, we, 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 there's a gas bombing and they're using poisonous gas. That was the thing, right? Poisonous gas. As a, well, there's rules how you're exactly. supposed to why kill is, people. Well, also, why is WMD the pretense that we should just go and invade a country? It's like, oh, like the Iraq war is so funny because people are like, we didn't find WMDs. They lied. It's like, if we did find WMDs, would it have been justified then? Like, just because Assad has chemical weapons, is that justified to go and fucking invade the country it's well, so weird there was a crazy hysteria though post 9-11 that was just undeniable yeah. there was a bloodlust in america they couldn't be ignored and then they just pointed it at something mm-hmm. said iraq yep and we were over there before anybody was like wait, wait, wait what the fuck <laughs> iraq like it didn't make any sense like that had nothing to do with it right. meanwhile saudi arabia which is where all the fucking hijackers came from we were like uh oil money we like those guys mm-hmm. no 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 Iraq, though, yeah. that guy's an asshole. Yeah. Look, his son's a piece of shit, and they've got oil. Let's get over there. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And then we were over there. I mean, yeah, now we're in Syria with ISIS, and, and Obama just issued this statement <sighs> saying, like, we can now attack Assad forces while battling ISIS if we need to. So it's just another proxy war that's gotten completely out of hand. When and now we have, the like, future. look at these people that were, like, training, too, these FSA people and, like, I mean, they're beheading people and shit, too. They're, like, acting like ISIS. I mean, it's insane. The FSA the, people? The Syri- basically, like, training all these Syrian, um, like, revolutionaries, you know, yeah. all these, like, people in these rebel groups, and then they go over, they either abandon post after we spend a shitload of money training them to fight ISIS, or they join <laughs> ISIS. 
Um, it's a complete disaster. Well, it's hard to get Muslims to fight against Muslims, you know, mm -hmm. when their core values and their core beliefs and religion are so much a part of their life. And then they have these people that are telling them that you're supposed to fight these people that have these same core values, that celebrate Ramadan, that believe in halal. They, they, they have the same ideas that these people have. It's like it's way easier to mm -hmm. stick with them. Than some guy direct, some asshole directing you, McCain, from now motherfucker America. from D.C. <laughs> America, the great Satan, those cunts. You know, those fucking people that have killed a million people in Iraq or whatever the number is, Sam Harris. <laughs> You know, it's 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 amazing. It's it it's is. it's just a it's an amazing quagmire that we're in right now. It's so interesting though when you look at like every like um, civil war that's happened in the last ten years, like Libya, and then you know you have Ukraine going on, Syria, McCain. It's just always there, Playing holding poker. up the hands of the people, like on the like in the fucking world. You're like, why? Are you, what are you doing? Who is paying you to be here? My it favorite, is bizarre. My favorite time when he was, they were voting on whether or not we should go into Syria, and he was playing poker. Yeah, he on his phone. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like kicking it on his phone. How hilarious poker. is that? Could you imagine? <laughs> you're you're about to. You're a part of a military decision that who knows how many fucking people it's going to kill. Whether or not it's going to trigger World War Three. Whether it's going to trigger a new nuclear war and he's playing poker he's on his phone poker. doesn't give a fuck doesn't give a fuck ice water running through his just veins just hanging out just kicking it yeah look at um, that <laughs> 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 oh it's so adorable that he would do that that he wouldn't think that people oh would God. know holding on to a sharpie playing poker on his phone he's such a piece of shit he actually tweeted like someone from his campaign which is so hilarious like tweeted at me saying thank you Vladimir Putin I see that you're like paying attention to what I'm doing and he like basically called me Vlad I was, it was like a report that I did and I was like thank you John McCain you senile motherfucker you just like tweeted out a scathing report about your war crimes to like all of your stupid followers on Twitter some idiot running your campaign like tweeted out this video that just exposed the fuck out of him it was great that's hilarious so you tweeted something and he responded I wrote it I did a giant video just breaking down what like a scumbag he is and um, and he tweeted it out oh so you yeah. didn't even tweet Tweeted. No. He just tweeted your video out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was great. Wow. Well, that's called damage control, Abby Martin. You don't understand. You got to ridicule the information. It's Vladimir Putin, like as if Putin. Vladimir continues his attacks against me. That's what he said. I'm honored. That's hilarious. Vladimir running RT. Vladimir running my show. Apparently. Did you ever meet that dude? You never met him, did you? No, dude. What'd you would feel be like? A trip. Like the fucking Dark it's just Lord. Fucking KGB motherfucker. It's so funny watching him. Every time he like does like a sit down, he always just says the weirdest shit. He's just like on another level. Like Obama tried to crack a joke with him. They were sitting at some press conference and it's him and Obama sitting there and he just like looks at Obama and he's like, you're trying to make this funny right now and it's not or something like just like completely and Obama's like sitting there nervously laughing. He was just like, stop doing this. Be serious. You're like, okay. <laughs> well, he's killed <laughs> right, a Vlad. lot more people personally than Obama, I'm All sure. Right, Vlad. How many people do you think that guy's killed? Obama's killed guess. a shitload. Are you kidding? Obama, but yeah, not dude. with his own hands. Oh, he been oh yeah. Not to KGB, yeah. Knife from anybody. Who knows how crazy that shit is? He hasn't. How many yeah, has he yeah, done? Yeah. How many has he personally killed? Yeah, definitely. Couple. Couple. Probably. KGB. This is. Obama was no CIA. Yeah, I mean, goon, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, like at least George Bush's dad, yeah. Herbert Walker Bush, was the head of the CIA. 
Yeah. I mean, that was a real killer. Yeah, right? he was a real stone cold motherfucker. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Putin. That's a fucking guy. He's winking with the wrong eye, too. I don't trust that. Dominant left eye. What kind of creepy shit is that? Holding the gun with the right hand, squeezing the trigger. I like those. I like the photo of the glasses that it always shows those reflecting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like those are the best. Super James Bond. Well, you remember when that guy, so who was the guy that got murdered in broad daylight mm. with his girlfriend that was opposing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nem Nobody remembers. Um, that's that's what happens when you kill Putin. People just forget your name and it just water under the bridge. Just vanish. That's a fucking crazy country right now. Roy Jones Jr. is just uh, is going to be a citizen. Roy what? Jones Jr. is going to be a citizen going in Russia. To Russia to yep. <laughs> Apparently, they, this is what he said, which is fucking hilarious. He goes, uh, The people of Russia love Roy Jones Jr. I love it when people love me. <laughs> It's like the dude who went to North Korea. Um, wait, who was that basketball player who went Dennis up there? He was Rodman. just like, he was just like, what up? I they loved like here. Me. He's like, they love basketball. You're like, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I just Roy Jones has a career over there. He's boxed oh, over there a few times, cool. and uh, they like his music. He mm -hmm. plays music over there, and apparently they enjoy that music. Yeah. So uh, well, that's good. Roy they, Jones Jr. Yeah. He's gonna get Jones. citizenship. They're gonna wow. give him citizenship. Good for him. Edward Snowden. Yeah. You get a year visa. Right. You get a visa. I wonder for what the fuck's gonna happen, Edward Snowden. Um. So yeah. He's probably sucking some KGB dick right now just to <laughs> keep his visa going. Imagine the shit they make that guy do just to stay there. I'm sure nothing, dude. They probably just love that he's there, don't you think? Just a thorn in the side. Maybe, but he can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like he no. can. He can't go anywhere. No. He probably has to, like, hide while he's even in Russia just for yeah. fear of American agents just taking him out. Totally. What a More life. More honeypots. What a fucking crazy life. And what's even crazier about it, there's not a goddamn person I've talked to that thinks he did anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, what he did was expose he a was crime. He was so careful, too. He was just like, you know... Let all the journalists vet everything. He was just like, mm -hmm. please make sure that yeah. there's no. Didn't matter. No one's being jeopardized. Not only that, the hope. You remember the Hope and Change website? The Hope and Change website that Obama had when he's yeah. running for president had a whole piece in there about supporting oh, yeah. whistleblowers. And, and transparency. Transparency yeah. and supporting whistleblowers. Wow. When he was persecuted a... more than any other president under the Espionage Act. What happens when you get in there? Do they just show you fucking UFOs landing on the North Pole? And what, what do they show you? They show you where all the bombs are being planted by. I think that you're so. Someone has, who's as, who was as young and impressionable as Obama that at that time, I think he was vetted really early when he was at Harvard. And I think that. Um, he just was so fucking young. I mean, what? He was barely even a senator for a term, right? Mm -hmm. And he just gets plucked out of obscurity and catapulted to the presidentship. <laughs> presidentship. <laughs> presidentship. Um, the presidency. And then he's just surrounded by a bunch of fucking... I'm not excusing him at all. I think he's a war criminal. And I really strongly dislike Obama. Um, I think he's like a great manipulator. You're a bit of a lefty. Everyone. You're a bit of a lefty Very there, strong. Abby Martin. <laughs> but I, I definitely think that... God, can you imagine who was just surrounding him at all times? Like, he had Hillary Clinton barking in his ear, McCain, like these crazy neocons who are just like, we need more war. And I think that you saw all the neocon establishment really promoting Obama until the Syria thing happened where we backed down mm -hmm. and that's where you kind of saw this like ridiculous schism where now Netanyahu's coming to visit and it's like this crazy um, where Obama's like weak now so that's been Obama's an interesting weak now? or they basically were like they were pissed off about the Syria thing really yeah well they were yeah. like look we're about to have a civil war in America yeah this would get ugly if yeah. they invaded Syria who the fuck knows what would have happened 
It would have gotten really ugly in this country. It's the most, whoever would be the most dominant militant force on the ground would rise to power. Just like, I mean, look at Libya for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Libya is a, a disaster. Vacuum, total disaster. It's near a failed disaster state. now. It's so, a terrifying place now, apparently. So it's like, yeah, no one's, I don't think anyone's really defending Assad, but it's about people's sovereignty. But like, isn't that amazing that a guy like, I mean, you, you look at t- these dictators and you say, well, no one wants Gaddafi to stay in power. Yeah. Obviously, it's yeah. bad to have Gaddafi there. And when Gaddafi got killed, first of all, it was one of the most bizarre and strange moments in social media and in the power of cell phone videos and the ability to distribute information. The fact that they had video of this guy, the moment raped by a bayonet. Yeah. And the moments he's dying, like the moments they captured him and they're all screaming, Mm -hmm. Allah Akbar, Mm -hmm. Allah Akbar. And you're seeing something that no one has ever seen before. Mm -hmm. No one's ever seen a a dictator captured by rebels. Like it's never, it's happened throughout history. It's never been documented. And yeah. then distribute it to everybody. Right. I mean, we could all watch it. We could watch it right now. Jamie could pull it up right now, and we could kick back we could just the comfort of this Woodland Hills office <laughs> suite and uh, watch this fucking guy get bayoneted in his asshole. Yeah, and <laughs> it's yeah. it's horrifying, and especially you know the, this disaster porn that's put out there by like JSOC and this video. And yeah, I know the U.S. didn't film the video, but it was showed everywhere. And we also released photos of, of Saddam's sons with all the bullet holes in them on, mm. on TV and shit. And we we're like, look, like, look what we did. That's fucking sick, man. And, and, you know, we can see ISIS videos all day long of these crazy Hollywood style sets where people are getting beheaded and it's like in the Gitmo jumpsuits. And it's like this crazy fucking manifestation of like Hollywood culture and the military industrial complex rolled into one. But at the same time, you have our military uploading every drone strike on a fucking YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. What are they? What the? Why are including ones that kill civilians? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's like just in case you're wondering what we're doing here, you can watch our YouTube channel and see all the people we're killing. It's yeah. really weird. Well, it's it's horrific that, that when you watch their decision making, should we shoot? Should we shoot? Let's just shoot. Yeah. Like, well, it's that like that. Yeah. You're like trying to figure it out on the fly, and then you realize like this is what precision drone strikes are all about. There's nothing precise about it. This mm-hmm. is not surgical. This is like you have a, a bad person that may or may not be in this area. You have good information that the bad person's in this area. Let the missiles fly, and they fly, and then everybody who's anywhere near that guy gets fucked up too. And we're just supposed to accept that because mm-hmm. that's just a bad person we need to get them out we need to take out the bad person if other bad people aren't we a bad person if we're killing innocent people yeah, it's just but isn't that the whole idea behind cycle of shit i mean it's it's good to want to protect us against bad people but that way is bad like that's a bad way are you saying you have a better way? No, I don't have a better way. I don't have a better way. <laughs> all I know is that the all I know is that ISIS has gotten a shitload of U.S. military equipment and billions of dollars. So maybe we should stop just a ab- like you know all of the stuff that we've tried to train the Iraqi army. Like th- it isn't working because they're abandoning posts and like ISIS is just taking large swaths of like equipment and Humvees and grenade launchers and shit. So I mean, when I look at stuff like that happening. It's just like we just need to remove ourselves from the situation and let like allied states that are in the area really take hold of what's going on. Is that the way to do it? I mean, there is, is there justifiable war in your eyes? Like when you look at Oh, oh, you mean just in general? If you look at what's going on with ISIS right now, I mean, when they're decapitating the Syrian Uh head of antiquities and blowing up these ancient cherished monuments, is there justifiable war? Are are these bad guys? Can you go in there and stop these bad guys? I don't think there is a justifiable 
possible war with ISIS because ISIS was created out of the vacuum of just a large um, war and countless casualties and refugees and, and the civil war thing that happened there. So I think that ISIS is a direct result of U.S. military intervention. So I think that more U.S. military intervention to stop ISIS is just going to exacerbate the problem. And I definitely do not think that that should be um, an option whatsoever. Right. But what do you do? Do you let them take over and just no. start killing no. more See, this people? This is the and... trick. This is right. the trick is like it, it's always going to be something. First, it was all Caden. Now it's like now it's like ISIS is like pulling at people's heartstrings so much because they're seeing these crazy images. And it's like, how can we just sit back and do nothing? The thing is, there's genocides happening in the Congo. Mm -hmm. Are we going to go invade and take out the dick? I mean, it's just like, why are we picking and choosing what we're putting in front of the TV screens and, and brainwashing everyone and saying, what are you, what are you going to do about ISIS? First, it was fucking Ebola. What happened to Ebola? Uh, that was all over the fucking TV it. for a year. I think we cured it. It's just, American it's just ingenuity. Like, there's so much going on. I just think to hone in on ISIS and just say, like, we all need to focus on destroying ISIS militarily is, is just a farce because, A, it came out of military intervention, and, B, we're not going to fucking destroy ISIS. It's just going to galvanize more people to join ISIS. That's why their recruiting is so high across the world. People are just like, fuck this. I mean... They're being drawn to ISIS because of the endless warfare going right. on. So I just think I don't have the answers. I do think that regional players need to take a step in. Um, that means Syria. That means, you know, Iraq. Um, people in the region that understand the region and are not coming from like this neo-colonial lens and just like all we have is military solutions because that's all we fucking know. Because well, we're the fucking empire. That's right. Chris Kyle, rest, rest in peace. In peace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that um, there's any clear solution. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a real part of the problem. I think mm -hmm. that everybody who looks at ISIS decapitating the Syria head of antiquities and blowing up monuments and lighting people on fire with slow motion. I mean, did you see that video that they did where they have, they have slow motion video cameras, like complicated techniques, where they're showing these people getting lit on fire. I mean, what they're, what they're doing is promoting terror they're mm -hmm. trying to scare mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. and they're doing it with these videos the videos of decapitations and, and assassinations the isn't it weird that the put news them on youtube keeps... but i mean the news it. keeps playing them if it bleeds it leads yeah, you true. used to be on the news right? girl you know how it is <laughs> i'm starting a new show what are you doing the empire files Whoa. starting in the empire a, files a week and a half Such launching fucking counterculture type shit well, yeah man what are you trying to do with this empire files trying to fucking dissect the empire the trying empire. to strip away the layers of the empire how did we get here where do we go from here? How do we... Where do we go from here? Mushrooms? So... <laughs> aliens? Something. So it's, it's funny because I'm jumping from Russia state television to Latin American-owned TV. Who owns this one? So this is... Hugo 50, Chavez 50, from the grave. 51% Venezuela, and then huh. you have a 49% block of, like, Argentina and huh. um, Cuba and Costa Rica and Nicaragua and stuff. So it's like a 49% owned. So it's a giant Latin American block hmm. that has Telesor, which is the network. And Chris Hedges just launched a show on it. And now I'm launching one called The Empire Files. And it's going to be really great. Everyone check it out. We have all the, the social media up, ready to go. So what's launching the name September of the 4th. network? Telesor. Telesor? Yeah. S-O-R? S-U-R. So S-U-R? Like, yeah. Like and uh, how do you get it? Do you get it so, online or do you get it on? Unfortunately, unlike RT, it's not in as many households on TV and cable. So you can just watch it on YouTube or if you're in Latin America, you can watch it on Telesaur. So they upload everything to YouTube. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's all you need. Exactly. So you just basically use them for a studio. Mm -hmm. 
using using their resources to help get the information out about the crazy empire we're living in. So, like, what kind of shit are you going to do? Like, investigative reporting type shit? Yes. You're going to fly over to these horrible places? So, yes, investigative reporting Crimea? Weekly. They're going <laughs> to finally get you in Crimea? <laughs> Ship me there. Boots on the ground. <laughs> she needs to be on the ground in Crimea. For people who don't See know. See first hand. There was a, uh, a report when Abby was working for RT, which is Russia Today. She did this uh, very critical piece on uh, Crimea and what was going on over there in the Ukraine and they were going to send her or they said they were going to mm -hmm. send her to Crimea and she was like the fuck you are <laughs> <laughs> I live in America bitch I ain't going over there yeah just send all vetted Russians and shit oh. like go over and you're just like here's you know what I mean I could just imagine how it would be it would just be like when uh, did you ever see when Shane Smith went to North Korea and they had yeah, like fake exactly. restaurants set up for him and, exactly yeah exactly. they would just set it up for you I wanted to talk about the anniversary of the the atomic bombs. Mm, okay, sure. Um, what do you think about the that? <laughs> well, I think it's a fascinating <laughs> moment in history. I yeah. mean, an amazing moment. It's for, it amazes me more than anything is that we haven't blown up an atomic bomb since 1947. Yeah. That's the most amazing mm -hmm. thing. So somehow or another, we have had the brains to go like what well, you know what is that 60, 70, 66, 68 years. Whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Yeah. Six, 68 years without light in anybody's fucking city so it glows in the dark. That's kind of crazy. That's amazing. But what what's truly amazing is how much ignorance was involved in the testing mm -hmm. process. The, uh, the, the initial bombs that they blew up in the desert where they had soldiers run at the bombs. Did you ever see those videos? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, but they just sure put on have. a little like... Yeah, a little like like the thing where you're looking at a solar eclipse. They're just like, look, mm -hmm. put up your cardboard glasses, kids, and watch the bomb <laughs> go off. It's like ten feet. <laughs> well, they they had these ones where they would blow up these fake cities, and they would have these guys in a in a trench. They would blow up the fake cities, and they would jump out of the trench and then run towards the blast. Just you never seen see that? that? No. Just oh my to god, see how you need like to see it. Them? See if you can find those, Jamie, because they're they're amazing. Wow. No, they didn't do it because they didn't think it was gonna affect them. Right. They were teaching them to run towards the blast. The idea would be that this nuclear bomb would go off. Everybody would be disoriented mm -hmm. and fucked up, and that these American GIs would run in there and take over. <laughs> but these guys all died. Not of only course. did they die, but John Wayne died. John, the bomb killed John Wayne. If you know that, no one knows that. Mm. That's the bomb killed the fucking American greatest American actor of all time. That's insane. The bomb killed the man who played Genghis Khan. Does everyone realize? Yeah. How so this is what they would do. They shit. would all get in these trenches. I mean, these are the actual trenches. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's it's horrific that they had these <laughs> poor fucking soldiers. Look at their old helmets. So yeah, crazy. they look ridiculous. So they, these guys, they're playing cards and shit. Hey, I'm fucking, I'm winning just like John McCain. And they, uh, <laughs> and so they blow these things off. And when wow. you watch the impact, look at these guys are just ducking their head. Dude. And so How they have this close enough that you see the blast like super clearly. So they have these fake yeah. bodies out there. Like Look they're at, all like drawn Japanese too. So like, 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 what the fuck? So watch how this goes off. So racist. They set it off. Boom. Holy shit. And then the guys get up. Oh my God. Look at that. Oh my God. It's right in front of them. I mean, Holy what is it? Fuck. Five miles away? Six miles away? Holy whatever it is. But look, at the, the impact hits them. And then they're closing their ears. And then they run towards the blast. And those guys are all dead, all of them. And they died young. See that the blast hits them, 
Look at this. Oh my God. This is all nuclear radiation. Intense, super high doses of nuclear radiation. So who knows what happened to them? I mean, I'm sure a good percentage of them died of horrific cancer. That's awful. A few outliers survived because of freak genes. But most of those guys, just like the Gipper, not the Gipper, what was he? What was it? It was John Wayne. Look at that. Look at that. What they're just, they're just running toward it. Ronald Reagan was the Gipper. What was John Wayne? It's fucking ridiculous. My God, look at like the. Not just the plume, but those Fuck. crazy, like, white or smoke formations to the left. I don't know what those are. You That's know what insane. my favorite one is? The one that they did in the ocean. Yeah. The one well, they didn't really know how yeah. much of an impact it was going to have. They fucking just tried shit. Yeah. You know, just like they tried this. See if you could find the, the video of the ocean nuclear explosions that they did. I think they did it off of Guam. I think that's where it was. I don't remember, though. But they, um, they had all these battleships that they stationed around where the bombs would go off. And uh, when, they <laughs> when they did it, everything got fucked up. I mean, everything anywhere near it got fucked up. Go full screen. This. Look oh, at this. my God. Look at this, oh. how it comes out of the water. I mean, you're talking about like a mile of water straight what? up in the air and just engulfs that battleship. Yeah, that battleship got fucked up. John Wayne was the Duke, by the way. The Duke. Tsunami you, after that? Like, yeah. what the hell? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it went straight Jeez. up and straight down, but I'm sure it had yeah. incredible repercussions. That is outrageous. But look at it. Just, they That's had outrageous. no idea. They, I mean, they didn't want to waste that battleship. They were trying to blow some stuff up underwater and wonder how close they could be while it was happening. Turns out, not close Well, here's at what all. they did know, is that the atomic bomb would obliterate, like, incinerate tens of thousands of lives in an instant and that's exactly I think it's one of the greatest war crimes ever perpetuated on humanity and I think it's one of the greatest crimes against humanity that's ever been done and whenever I say this I went to Japan last year and went to the Hiroshima Museum with like an in utero blast survivor and it was one of the most intense museums I've ever been to because in we grew utero. up of course yeah so wow. he was in yeah so so it was in his mother's stomach when the blast and she was hit. right there Whoa. it was just like a random chance that she just survived and he happens to be fine um Wow. But it was such a Does he have any traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. This wicked good hearing. His arms stretch. <laughs> yeah, right. I wish that's that's what it was like. Um it's just a really, really horrifying museum because we grow up that is probably the biggest myth that we grow up learning is that the bombs were necessary to end the war and that mm. they save lives and it's just like a way to legitimize a really, really horrific atrocity. Um Oh, two of them, actually. Well, the issue is that Japan was already willing to surrender and that we didn't want them to surrender because we wanted to try the bombs out. That's Whether or not that's true, that's the big debate. And that's, that's something that a lot of people still to this day argue back and forth on whether or not it's actually the case. If it is the case, it's even more horrific because just like what they wanted to do in the ocean where they tried that bomb out and watched a mile-high wave of water overcome that fucking battleship. They wanted to see what happens when you drop that shit on a city. And they dropped and it they on And they wanted to two. show Russia their cock. Yeah. They showed well, it. Well, it I mean, it's really, it's, it isn't actually up for debate anymore. And this is, this is a problem. It's just like the Iraq war. It's just these people kind of holding on to this last ditch, like gasp of air just to hold on to like American exceptionalism. And it really just is totally debunked at this point. Because even Truman himself instilled an atomic bomb survey. The University of Colorado featured a compilation of just like dozens of American military experts and leaders, internal interviews, diaries, other declassified materials, basically 
involved in the bomb decision and all of them had one unanimous commonality among them that every single one said the bomb was not of military necessity and it did not need to happen for the surrender that Japan was ready to surrender. Because if you remember, I think like 100,000 or maybe 80,000 people were incinerated in Tokyo just weeks prior with the firebombing. So the U.S. had already dropped all these bombs, basically eviscerated Tokyo. Um, And so countless people died. Way more people actually died then in the initial atomic bomb drops. So it's just... It's just a really, really unfortunate kind of thing that's perpetuated and people just still hold on to it. You know, they say it would have saved lives. It's like, well, it would have saved U.S. soldiers' lives, but instead it took like probably half a million Japanese if you look at the countless maimed and radiation poisoning. I mean, I think like 80,000 died instantly with the incineration. I think in each city, in each city was something around that. Yeah, and it's, it's awful. The only argument could, that could be said that it saved lives is that it kept other people from using nuclear weapons because they're so horrific. Otherwise, you look at all the war that has taken place since 1947 and not one person has used a nuclear bomb. It could be argued that it was because how horrific that was when it did happen. Mm-hmm. But that's not a really good argument. And it's also like irritating that the U.S. is the one fear-mongering the world about like, he can't have a nuclear bomb. He can, he can't. And it's like, well, you guys are the only ones who've only used them twice. So why are we the arbitrators of who and who cannot utilize nuclear weapons? Well, we're righteous, and plus, <laughs> we're one nation under God. Chris Kyle, rest in peace. Do you, do you know that we're under God? We are. We are. And, you know, most people don't even know that we became one nation under God after the commie scare in the 1950s. Really? Yeah, the McCarthy scare is what led them to add that to the Pledge of no Allegiance. No fucking way. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States wow. of America. Wow. One nation indivisible for liberty and justice. They had one nation under God indivisible. They had to add that to it. They had to add that to it because of the commie scare. That's unreal. It's the 1950s. That's yeah. unreal. Yeah. Before that, before the uh, McCarthy hearings, they, they didn't have under God. Speaking of dirty commies, I, did I tell you that I went to, to add. Oh, it's insane. So what about people that believe in Buddha? Right. They don't have, they, it's not under them. Ain't nothing. One nation under Buddha. It's funny that we changed it then. I just assumed that that they're going like to change it again to one nation under Chris Kyle. That's the new thing. <laughs> Did you know that? The that Chris up. Kyle thing is so crazy because it's like I don't think Jesse Ventura got like threats saying they're going to cut his. dick Well, they in did. Half, no, he did. He got a lot of horrible dick, death. Dick uh, maybe threats? I'm sure. If I had a guess, rape threats. I don't they, know, man. I think there was a lot of like rape. People don't know what happened shit. though. So explain the the Jesse Ventura thing because a lot of yeah. folks aren't aware. So Jesse Ventura, obviously badass Navy SEAL, epic. Well, he man. was pre Navy SEAL. It was before. It was. Oh, really? I thought they were both. It wasn't. Like, he wasn't a Navy SEAL. They used to be. It was something. There was another name for uh, it. Like before. Yeah, because okay. he was in the Vietnam a cadet. era. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I forget what. I'll find out. So so Jesse Ventura, um, total badass, like the opposite of Chris Kyle, right? He's like against war. He's really um, on point. So I'll anyway, in Chris Kyle's book. One of the lines book, ever in a movie. Slack-jawed faggots. To- <laughs> Is that in Predator? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, in Chris Kyle's book, it makes up this giant bar fight that he like beat up Jesse Ventura. And if you know who Jesse Ventura is, like he's fucking like a brick house well he's an older gentleman too i mean he sure. was born in 1951 i think sure right? but still it's like if you're gonna fucking go out there and say that you beat the shit out of jesse ventura you like socked him in a bar uh 
it might be a bad idea. Well, here's what happened. He was in the book. He wasn't referred to as Jesse Ventura. Uh, he was referred to as Scruffy. He called him Scruffy, and he was saying that this guy was some celebrity they had beat up because this guy had mm -hmm. said something bad about Navy SEALs. So Chris Kyle came along and socked him for America. He was uh, UDT, the Underwater Demolition Team, was mm. the original SEALs. Um, so he uh, said on the Opie and Anthony show that it was Chris Kyle, that Chris Kyle said that it was mm -hmm. uh, Jesse Ventura. That's when he was goaded into saying who the guy was. I believe it. it was Opie and Anthony, I'm pretty sure. And um, in that, that's when Jesse Ventura said, what? You didn't fucking hit me. Like, we didn't get in a fight. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And Jesse Ventura sued him and won. And won $1.8 million. There it is. Jesse Ventura wins $1.8 in damages against Chris Kyle, slain Navy SEAL sniper. And here's the issue, was that he gave Chris Kyle the option to to just admit. Retract it? To, just retract it, admit you're wrong, and I'll drop the case. No way. Chris Kyle wouldn't do it. No fucking and way. And then he was killed. Chris Kyle was killed by some... Yeah. Some poor kid with PTSD. Yeah. Poor kid. Asshole yeah. murderer. Yeah. He's a murderer, too. Just another guy that fucked up. I mean, murdered Chris Kyle for no reason. He said PTSD, shot him, shot the other guy mm -hmm. that was with him, mm -hmm. stole his truck. I mean, he was fucked. War of that level, of that scale, obviously, fucks people's head up. And um, when he died, Jesse Ventura continued with the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's where he got criticized. And that's where people were like, you're suing the widow and all this shit. It's well, he like, said you know he what? was suing the uh, book company. He said, right. he, was, he goes, I'm suing everybody right. that's profiting off of this lie. Exactly. That's, you exactly. Know. And his take on it was people also should be aware of the truth of what this guy not didn't just lie about that, but he lied. I mean, Jesse Ventura did several interviews where we talked about all the different lies. There's more than one lie in that oh, yeah. book. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that there aren't heroes. It doesn't mean that the military's bad. It doesn't mean that yeah. there aren't people that genuinely go into the military, like I'm sure your boyfriend mm -hmm. did, thinking that they're going to mm -hmm. do good, that they have these ideals that they want to protect. They want to protect liberty, and they believe in the American way exactly. of life. And then, you know, it all gets convoluted because you're either with us or against us. You're with us or against? It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, that's not us. What you're doing is not us. Lies aren't us. Yeah. Murder's not us. Shooting looters. The ruling class that's is not, not us. us. Like these people who are making these decisions are not us. I mean, we have more in solidarity with the people in Iraq than we do with like the elite that are making these decisions. Yeah. The the people that are complete neocons, that are complete chicken hawks, mm -hmm. that are outside of the consequences of war, that are the ones pulling the strings. I think that there's a big problem with just the militarization of our society where we have, you know, every sports game has this giant military um, just like drama thing going on where we taxpayer sponsored fucking fighter jets flying over the stadiums and shit. I mean, every single thing is militarized. Um, and we're when we're conditioned in this way to glorify the military so much that it becomes and especially when you're at the helm of the empire that is the largest military force in the world that's consolidated like military superpower that's the only solution to everything yeah ebola sent in the fucking military isis let's bomb them more um Did riots in the streets or like you know let's send in the fucking militarized riot cops who just got trained next to israeli troops in bahrain it's like Good God. I mean, we need to start really removing ourselves with this kind of militaristic, um, I don't know, characterization of our society because it's really fucking toxic, man. Well, and also it creates 
military problems abroad because the rest of the world identifies us with that as well. Mm -hmm. Of course. And if we're doing shit like what we've done in the Iraq war, which whatever the number is, whether it's Sam Harris's mm -hmm. number, mm -hmm. the one that he mm -hmm. adheres to, or whether it's the one that the far left adheres to, <laughs> it's a lot of fucking people. Right. It's a lot of fucking people died. And that those people, it creates without a doubt martyrs and it creates without a doubt support for the opposition because we we're looked at in other parts of the world as the dark empire and also if they're muslim and they 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 support muslim ideals and then they see that these people who are of a completely different faith are attacking mm -hmm. and and invading their homeland mm -hmm. it's it's pretty easy to support that and then they it just piles on and next thing you know we got a problem and we got a current problem and we have a past problem and we got a future problem and we have a military industrial complex mm -hmm. that's just fucking raking mm -hmm. it in mm -hmm. and loves problems because mm -hmm. problems means we make, get to make more missiles and more missiles yep. means more money more money and it keeps going i mean more money more problems did you ever see um um the uh, hunter s thompson documentary no it's a uh, Gonzo, I think oh, it was called. Oh, no, I haven't. It's, it's, I should. It's great. It's great. It's a great documentary. But one of the best parts about it was McGovern when he was um, recounting his, his days with, with Hunter when Hunter was writing that um, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign mm -hmm. Trail. And he, he followed around the, the press corps for a year and wrote that book. But McGovern was just talking about how he was just sick and tired of old men in air-conditioned buildings making decisions that are to send young men mm -hmm. off to war. Mm -hmm. And I'll just never forget the, the, the way he was saying that. And, he's, you know, McGovern, when he was doing that thing, you know, he was an old guy when they were doing that documentary. He died in uh, 2012. But he was he was old when they were doing that documentary, and he was just, I'm just tired yeah. of it. I'm tired of, it. and he died like very shortly after that documentary was made. Yeah, so this is like some of the last days of his life, and you know he ran for president in um, was it the 70s, 72 I think, 70 72, 72? um, whatever That's it horrible. was. But it was during the Vietnam War, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just that kind of voice he didn't win and one of the reasons why he didn't win is because his vice presidential candidate turned out that he had undergone shock therapy electrical oh, shock therapy wow. and kind of hid that from everybody and it came out during the campaign but he was ahead McGovern was ahead yeah and a, part of the reason why he was ahead was because Hunter was supporting him and Hunter you know was writing for the Rolling Stone yeah. he would write crazy shit like that was where he wrote about Ed Muskie, who was uh, also running for president. He was saying that Ed Muskie was bringing in Brazilian doctors and they were uh, treating him for his Ibogaine addiction. <laughs> Whoa, being addicted <laughs> to Ibogaine seems really Nobody even knew intense. what Ibogaine was back then. What the fuck? Yeah, and that Ed Muskie was clearly exhibiting signs. And it was really funny because wow. they interviewed Hunter on one of these, uh, in, in the documentary, he's on one of these talk shows. He goes, well, well there was a rumor that uh, Ed Muskie was addicted to Ibogaine, and I started the rumor. <laughs> just, but he was a journalist, but he wasn't. Wow. I mean, he was a journalist, but he was also, he was writing fiction. But he's like, I thought everybody knew. I thought everybody knew it was bullshit. <laughs> He's just, oh my God. he's my favorite of oh all time. He's one of my favorite people that's ever lived. Yeah. And, uh, he just, he knew it was bullshit and, but he thought other people knew it was bullshit, but he also knew that he could make an impact with this. Yeah. So he thought that 
he thought that Muskie was just this fucking ridiculous hack. So he just mocked him and and talked about him being under the throes of this addiction and that he had brought in this Brazilian <laughs> doctor and and then Muskie like had these breakdowns on the campaign trail because he was dealing yeah. with the because nobody had ever dealt with that kind of negativity from the press before. Nobody ever running mm -hmm. for president mm -hmm. had dealt with just someone fabricating craziness about right. them. And it's the pressure of this. You could tell he yeah, wasn't you're like I don't even know where to start. Like, Today, <laughs> if you run for president and you don't have a thick skin, you can't deal with people yeah. getting mad at you on Twitter or making shit up about you in the Huff Post or whatever they would want to do. You you really shouldn't be running for president. You yeah, have to yeah, develop yeah. some sort of yeah. No skin at this point in time, yeah. but back then they were paper. Right, those people didn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, there was only, there'd only been a few presidents that were on TV, right. and they don't have the billion-dollar campaigns where they're like have a spin master trying yeah. to skew it all. When you think about 1972, how many fucking presidential candidates had even been on television? Yeah. You know, just a few decades yeah. worth. Yeah, it was so recent. It was all so right. fucking recent. Uh, these poor bastards didn't know what to do. And now look at it. <laughs> Now, now look at this fucking show. dog and pony show. Now you get Obama doing the Mark Maron podcast. Which That's is super crazy, isn't it? Bizarre. Yeah, just going right, right to Vice did you listen and Mike to Maron. No. I listened no. to a little bit of it. I didn't listen to Mark. I just knew it was all going to be softballs and bullshit. Of course, yeah. And all about, yeah. you know, America uniting It's just funny America. where Obama's going for the audience. It's like Vice, you know, sitting down mm -hmm. with Shane Smith and Mike Maron. I mean, they yeah. he has good people telling him where people are at. Where the youngins Where are the youngins at? Why don't you come in here and smoke a joint with me? Barack. <laughs> yeah, come, come on, on Obama. We're fucking, Sit down. Fucking scared. The let's real do, podcast. Let's, let's do mushrooms. Real do a video. experience. Let's do just a little mushrooms. Like Ron's child's play compared to compared to this. Well, I I don't know if I would do it. I would be real weird about. It. I mean, I would definitely do it if you yeah, wanted yeah, to do yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't yeah. pursue it. Right. And if I, but I just don't know what you could ever get out of that. Like what you you're never going to get a trained like a Vader. You know what I mean? Like he, everything he'd say would just be. Well, not only that, you would response. develop. Some serious fucking enemies if you really went for it Like that is the last person in the world you want to do like put a, get, you want to put you in a book right. or a category rather right. like this is he's on the fuck with list yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I travel too much in the world. Yeah, I mean arguably yeah. right up there the most powerful figurehead in the world If not the totally. most powerful certainly top four or five just thought of something really fucking crazy the bomb that we saw, the atomic bomb that was obviously dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, we have, that's like fucking Baby bullshit. Stuff. Yeah. Hydrogen. Yeah. 3,300 times stronger. I don't even, I don't even understand. 3,300. How, what would that even do? Like, picture what we just saw exploding that little battleship. Like, what the fuck? Well, Why do we have that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we want to kill better. <laughs> Want to be better at it? We'll What's more even more massively. fucked up is the research they've done into antimatter weapons. Oh, that's really crazy because we don't know whether or not that's that that, that, that this is just theoretical. Okay, bring me one of them alcoholic <laughs> beverages too, young Jamie. Um, we don't know whether or not it's theoretical or whether this is actually proof of concept. Whether the antimatter mm. can be developed into a weapon, we do know there's research being done on it, and when they do develop antimatter research. Oh, no. I mean, when they do develop antimatter weapons, whether it's in our lifetime or in the future lifetimes, you're talking about a world destroyer. We're talking about something they might just shoot over at Pluto. Like, you know, it'll take nine years and we'll watch Pluto blow up from the sky just to see if we can do it. 
That's very possible they might do that someday. Just decide to launch it in some fucking planet. Well, do you know that that's, that's, a, that's a justification for Thanks, continuing sir. the trillion dollars that they're going to spend just updating and refurbishing the nuclear arsenal is that they keep doubling down on the fucking Star Wars fantasy that Reagan had. Gorbachev went to Reagan and he was like, let's disarm. Let's mm. fucking end it. And Reagan mm. was like, no, I'm senile and I want to create this giant Star Wars program that's going to like you know like this shield in the sky and we're gonna do this and that and everyone was like all right it's never gonna fucking work and of course it didn't but that's still like a justification to f battle asteroids to have these nuclear weapons here and continue to yeah like the them. video game asteroids yeah. it's true, like true. what are you talking about well you know they say that if you do blow up an asteroid the real issue is you're going to create more asteroids right it's going to just explode. it's just mass like you have a, a you, if you have something you don't annihilate it yeah. if you have something that has mass like, it's five miles across you're gonna develop a hundred you know half mile ones or whatever yeah, you know yeah, or yeah. 500 yard ones and they're gonna kill everybody too yeah they're gonna come down it's gonna rain metal and rock from the sky you, I mean people that don't know what an asteroid is a lot of them are iron they're metal mm -hmm. they're these giant chunks of metal Just hurling and through fucking space duh. it's it's a trip well, here's a great theory for it, or a great, great conspiracy that is actually true. Fuck, I need the, to go pee. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, we're good. No, go ahead. Just do your pee, and we'll, I'll uh, have Jamie pull this up. <clears throat> pull up. I want you to pull up um, the Star Wars scientists that have been killed. Star Wars scientists that have either been murdered or committed suicide. Because what's really fascinating about the Star Wars program, and I'll have to at least slightly reiterate this when young Abby Martin gets back, because I don't think she uh, is completely aware of this, but when the Star Wars um, weapons defense system was created, the idea behind it was the United States was going to create a military, um, they were going to create some sort of a uh, military solution with satellites that could shoot these missiles out of the sky. Now, while they were doing it, they were spending fuckloads of money on this. And apparently, it was never effective. And um, if you, you could pull up the numbers, just pull up, like, there's a list of all the Star Wars. See if you could find a, a better article. Um, see, like that, who killed all the Star Wars scientists? Here's see if you could find out. Could go to like a Rents. Is Rents legit? R E N S E. Isn't that like a super conspiracy website? Uh, mysterious deaths of uh, scientists. Like scientists killed. Star Wars scientists murdered, killed. Um, but a, a giant number of them have all been killed. Let's see. Um, I don't know, like, what's a good. What's a good, like, website for this? We should probably find a good one. Because there's so many fucking goofy conspiracy theory websites that lump the Star Wars people in with um, chemtrails. So the, the Star Wars program, the, the, the theory being, the Star Wars program was apparently never really effective. And um, the scientists that were behind the Star Wars program... A fuckload of them died, mm -hmm. like by suicide, by murder, and there's a giant list of them. And it's one of the most fascinating conspiracies in modern time. You find it? Okay. Um, these guys that knew, the people that knew, the scientists, mm -hmm. the engineers, 
dead <laughs> like almost all of them they all died like murdered suicide and like very very suspicious and yeah, someone did yeah, like yeah. a number like you know they did like a percentage like what are the odds that all that these people so were crazy. murdered and it's like fucking That's a billion insane. to one yeah well they knew they all knew that yeah, it was yeah, bullshit yeah. yeah the star wars program they had spent millions untold mm -hmm. billions of dollars to develop this completely ineffective system to shoot missiles out of the sky it was never proven to work right. ever right and uh those scientists are all dead as fuck dude here it goes Dead scientists, and <laughs> look at this, there's the list. Marconi Scientist Mystery Insane. in the 1980s. Over two dozen science graduates and experts working on the Marconi or uh, Plessy, how do you say that? Plessy? P-L-S-C-C-Y? S-S-S-Y? Defense systems died in mysterious circumstances, most appearing to be suicides. The MOD denied these scientists had been involved in the classified Star Wars projects and that the deaths were in any way connected. <laughs> but look at how these guys died. Um, <clears throat> look at this guy. Computer programmer um, Keith Bowden. Scientists in, uh, at Essex University engaged in work for Marconi, blah, blah, blah. Circumstance of death. Fatal car crash. His vehicle went off out of control across a dual carriageway and plunged into a disused railway line. Police maintained he'd been drinking, but family and friends denied the allegation. So what the fuck was it? Where, where's the autopsy? It's like coroner report. Accident. Accident. Here's another one. Latern uh, Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Godley. Expertise. Head of Work study union at the Royal College of Military Science. Circumstance of death disappeared mysteriously, what? without explanation. Okay, Presumed that, dead. Okay, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> Expertise: radar designer and draughtsman. Draughtsman? I guess that's draftsman. Draughtsman. Uh, with Marconi. Circumstance of death: death by shotgun blast at home. Coroner's verdict: suicide. Jonathan Walsh, 29. Expertise: digital communications expert who had worked at GEC and at British Telecom Secret Research Center. At the blah blah he had blah blah blah. Fears his life yep. is in danger. Exactly. Whoops. Died as a result of falling from a hotel room in West Africa while working for British Telecom. He had expressed fears that his life was in danger. Coroner's verdict: open. And he just goes on and on and on. Well, you know look how long. David look, look, Kelly. As, you see how he's scrolling? Look how as, as Jamie's scrolling. Look at the upper right hand corner. Look how fucking long this list is. Like, scroll down to the bottom of this list so you can see how many people are on yeah. this. Oh my God. Look at this. This is a lot of people that were attached to the Star Wars program. All of them in the late 80s and the early 90s, dead as fuck. Crazy. Well, remember right? David Kelly? Mm -hmm. The guy who basically said that there were no WMDs and shit, and then he found he was found dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking sketch. There's a lot of those people. That's what happens. If the people are, like, interested in going over to some place that we don't belong, yeah. killing people, the idea yeah, exactly. that they're not going to kill <laughs> yeah. you yeah. because you want to stop them from killing people, like, well, that's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy talk. That's a very good way to say it. Well, I mean, how about Pat Tillman? I mean, there's oh, Pat Tillman's no. brother believes that Pat Tillman was killed because he was speaking out because he was a very public figure and then he was speaking out against the war. It, you know, that's going back to the whole Chris Kyle thing because every single myth that has been resurrected out of the Iraq invasion has been like, you know, the Pat Tillman thing. They were so hard hard on for Pat Tillman because he really was a fucking hero. I mean, he's abandoning like a million dollar career to go fight. You know, because mm -hmm. he really believed it, and he's really fucking smart, and he realized that it was based on lies and shit, and he had this diary, and it's an incredible documentary that just talks about his transition and people who knew him and when he was changing his mind, and he had this diary all written up, and they fucking burned it, dude. When they killed him, if they did, they say it was friendly fire, who knows, 
but his brother thinks that it was targeted. I don't know. But he definitely would have come out and been like another like Chomsky. Like he would have come out and said he would have been a figurehead against the war and he died from friendly fire and then they burned all of his shit. They burned his diary so we could never true? know. That is fucking true. <clears throat> That's crazy. It, and then look know. at the Jessica Lynch thing. Remember her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they said she was raped and all this. And then she was like the Iraqi like military was like helping her just put her in a hospital and like taking care of her. Well, and they've staged that whole like rescue. Yeah. The narrative was that she was trapped and she was being kidnapped by the Iraqis and that the United States military went in and rescued her. And she was this hero and mm -hmm. she was paraded around on television, but she spoke out against it mm -hmm. and she got death threats and she essentially vanished and so she sad. just went quiet on it and they never talked to her again. It's so sad too because they like chose her. They're like, we're going to prop you up as this person. And it's like, what are you, she just got swept <sighs> up in it. It's you just know? so crazy. The idea that they would just do that to someone and, and, and force them in, in some sort of a, a situation like that, mm -hmm. you know, I just don't understand why they would think that she would just play along. Right. I guess they just yeah. assume. They're like, we're going to make they're you telling, famous, girl. Yeah, they're telling girl. you to kill people. Right. They're telling you to do this. They're telling you to do that. And it was one of the first times that we had women in active right. duty, too. And, you know, in, in combat duty. Yeah, <sighs> totally. Yeah. Totally. There's not a lot of, I mean, when you're, when you're dealing with death mm -hmm. and you're dealing with what you would call uh, sanctioned murder, right? I mean, that's what, what look, if... If you're in the military and you are supposed to go over there and shoot some bad guys, all right, whether they're good or bad guys, you're going to go murder those people, mm -hmm. right? That's sanctioned murder. And it's one of the weirdest things about civilization is that we salute sanctioned murder. Mm -hmm. Murder is awful. When you don't like someone and you kill them, we want to lock you mm -hmm. up. But if we tell you you can kill someone, as long as it's written down on paper and we all collectively agree... But we don't really collectively agree. That's where it gets weird. There's a small mm -hmm. group of people that decide who you can and can't kill. And then everybody else has to fall in line. Well, if those people were beyond reproach, if they were these incredibly enlightened people that had only our best wishes and, and hopes in mind and w could could not make a bad decision, mm -hmm. well, then it makes sense to just give in to them. They're, they're smarter than us. We're the ants and mm -hmm, they're, they're, yeah. the, they're the geniuses <laughs> and we'll just follow along. But that's not the case. It's never been the case. No. No, and the thing that bothers me about the Obama administration is that he, he's feigned as this, like, transparency president. You know, we talked about the whistleblower thing. It's like everything's the opposite of what it is. It's like this Orwellian new era where you have the NSA spying now, like, the, the, the Patriot Act sunsetted. We think the Patriot Act's over. It wasn't. It was just that the clause that they were able to illegally spy on us through the NSA in the Patriot Act expired, and then they just pass a new law to basically codify illegal spying just through another caveat. It's called the Freedom Act. So that isn't happened. that hilarious? The yeah, Freedom it? Act Re is about the like, Patriot Act. Spy on you. <laughs> yeah. And you can't vote against the Patriot Act either because the name is just like, yeah. what are you not a patriot? What, you don't like freedom? You don't like Chris freedom? Is not not freedom? Yeah. No? Yeah. What you, you want you want death? What do you want? Destruction? So it's like you want the prisoner, <laughs> the prisoner act to pass, <laughs> the freedom act. So for like oh the last few years, it's like yeah, of course we've been torturing people. There's been wars. There's been extrajudicial assassinations, but never before has it been like openly codified and like legislated 
executively. You know what mm. I mean? So it's almost this weird era of normalization and conditioning where people just accept this as a new normal, like the empire and just the post 9-11 era. We just do these things now. Mm-hmm. And it's all legal, right? It's legal because we've created all these legal caveats to do them. So, Well, what is legal? That's what it gets exactly. weird. It's just like, what is legal and what's not legal? The fucking, people just they write decide. it down, it's legal. Exactly. And the That's Pentagon just issued this field manual to basically for all the branches of the military and in it, I guess, because citizen journalism is like on the rise and it's really hard to distinguish like who is like an official established journalist or not or who's like embedded with the enemy. And they basically said that journalists can be killed <sighs> legally now by a U.S. military personnel. That's crazy. Yeah. That's in the new Pentagon Army field manual. Well, that was one of the things that happened during the Obama, Obama administration. That they, they started assassinating American citizens without right. trial. Right. You know, if they <laughs> yeah, were, I'm a fan of due process and you know the rule of law. And well, as long as you're over there, though, right. they can just assassinate right. you. Drone strikes, what have you. It's just, it's, I, I, I get it if they're absolutely honest and beyond reproach and the most enlightened beings in the world that are dictating yeah. what these actions would be. I mean, if you have some fucking Hitler character over mm-hmm. there and you want to assassinate him, I get it. That makes yeah. sense to me. You know, you want to keep us in the loop. Yeah. Just keep us in the loop. <laughs> Send us a little memo and be like, look, dude, we got this fucking guy who's Hitler 2.0. Though. He's fucking it's classified. <laughs> Mrs. Martin. Didn't you work for Russia? Weren't you Putin's boot? On the ground, Vladimir Putin continues his attacks against me. I'm like mm. John. He's barely paying wake attention. The fuck up. He had his aide do that while he was doing <laughs> the middle of poker. Yeah, he doesn't know how to tweet. Probably barely tweets. That's insane. Do you think he tweets? I don't think. I don't think Obama tweets either. Do you think he tweets? No. He doesn't actually he touch this key, the keyboard. Sure. I would hope he has better shit to do than <laughs> 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 It was Obama's tweeting emojis and smiley faces. <laughs> Imagine if Obama tweeted just as his only tweet a smiley face, a pile of dog shit, and a gun. Like, what does that that's mean? Like, he's like, that's my life. <laughs> what does it mean? Everybody would dissect oh it God. forever. When they look back oh, at us wow. in the future, when they, you know, civilizations 100, 200 years from now, look back at what we're, you know, when we look back at World War II and looking at these people that were running towards this mm-hmm. bomb, you know, we look at them like, fuck, man, these poor bastards. Wrong with you. What are they going to think about right. us? When is that going to not be the case? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking the other day about like, you know, reality TV and how back in the day we had like the fat lady at the circus and like the bearded lady. It's just like we still have that. It's mm-hmm. just in in the realm of reality television where we're trying to like empathize with like this fat lady. But really, we're just watching like a giant whale live her life and and like. Yeah. It's like just like the circus, and and it's the same with um, you know horror movies and shit. Like we don't have the Coliseum, but we still like people being ripped limb from limb, and blood and fucking guts. It's something about us, and and yeah, it's evolved through technology, but it's still that weird innate human trait that I don't really understand. Yeah, we love oddities, and we also love people suffering when we're not, because we feel like, oh, <laughs> it's good, I'm not there. Yeah, right? Like, that's why I like I'm watching Intervention. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll watch the, the, I'm walking on sunshine, the episode oh, of the girls God. doing the duster, and I'm like, all right, I guess I don't feel bad about smoking oh this God. much weed, because I can always be hooked on the fucking computer duster. I'm not eating duster. tape. Yeah, have you ever seen that fucking My Strange Addiction? You see? <laughs> what is Oh that, my that's another God. thing. You're t- does this shit exist in the third world or like any other fucking? That's a good question. Do people fucking eat tape and like? <laughs> go, go. 
I don't know. It's a very good question. I wonder what, what it is about human beings that when everything is great and you have too much resources yeah. and it's too easy to get food, we just start <laughs> getting really fucking strange. I'm addicted to eating drywall. I, okay. Are those people real? I mean, that's, that's what I want to know. I wonder too. You know? Like, it almost seems like the My Strange Addiction one is like almost fake. But... Well, having worked in reality TV and knowing how much of it is bullshit. Yeah, how, how does that work? Is it just super edited? Well, even when, when I did that sci-fi show, they mm -hmm. fucking just fake things. Like your they reaction shots things. and shit? I always wonder if you're like, people are like, they definitely that's edit all, things and put fake. certain reaction yeah. things where they don't where they didn't belong They just mm -hmm. had we need a face the way he's yeah. looking at it, like whoa <laughs> But there was one where they did with that uh, sci-fi show that I did where they there's a thing that people believe in called sky quakes what And is that? it's uh, it's probably bullshit most mm -hmm. likely but sounds from the sky like Like crazy like horns and people are trying to figure out what these sounds were well They took a video this one guy sent in this video where he was just it was actually Actually, it's really hilarious because the one guy that they put the video it, he was like a chemtrail believer Yeah, so he believes in a different kind of bullshit right. and he was pointing at the sky and we kind of mocked him for his chemtrail beliefs But then these fucking dummies that made the show the the editors took a chunk of this guy's video And then added some sound to it no and then way. put it on the show and no said that there's a, no. he was pointing to a skyquake <laughs> But he wasn't it was just fake and oh, that's I, crazy. I found out about it. I freaked that's out. Bullshit. I had them re remove it Good. from the show, but it had aired. The first time it aired, that was on the show. And then wow. after it had aired, they when they aired it for a second time, they removed it. That's so disingenuous and insane. That's what they do. That's, and yeah, that's, that's what they do. That's what those shows are. Those mm -hmm. shows are just bullshit. Mm -hmm. Most of those shows are bullshit. Mm -hmm. And sci-fi at the time had a ton of those. There was one show that was all about uh, a family that was trapped in a house in Maine because there was werewolves outside. And it was a whole, like, fucking half-hour show about these people just... <laughs> Little, you know, I looked out and I saw it. it was standing up and it looked like a man, but it was covered in fur. Just making things up. And that was the whole show. They, they don't give a fuck. As long as they can get that Toyota truck commercial on. And they get, we got Toyota, then we got Tide, and then we got uh, fucking hot dogs. All right, go. Back to the werewolf story. And it's so interesting, Joe, because I, I had an agent for a little while looking for work and stuff. And every single thing, because I guess I come from like the same you know, questioning government narratives and, oh, shit, you're a tinfoil hat wearer if you fucking question what the government tells you. And so it's always these, like, shows. They're like, we're starting a show to basically, like, dissect, like, JFK and chemtrails. I'm like, isn't there anything else fucking happening other than, like, the same five fucking things right. that you guys want to create shows around? It's so no. weird. No, there's not. No, that's what all these goddamn things are. And it's all just bullshit. It's like, why don't we talk about shit that fucking matters? Or, like, interesting stuff that's going on now. Because those things are like, they can start fires. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you can start fires with a flint and a, and a, you know, a piece of metal. Clink, 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 and they know it works. So they just keep mm -hmm. going to it over mm -hmm. and over again. You can start a fire with Bigfoot. Put Bigfoot on TV and people, oh, look at that. And they're just drawn to it. <laughs> look, there's a UFO. He says it's real. <sighs> There's just certain subjects that people will always want to believe in. They want to believe in yeah. psychics. They want to yeah. believe in chemtrails, UFOs, the government experiments, the mind control. Don't mm -hmm. you know about Majestic 12? The government was... <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's been some mind control experiments. There was definitely those LSD experiments. Oh, hell yeah, dude. MKUltra? Where they were yeah. just watching people fuck in like a, like a whorehouse and like, t like dosing them with acid and then these FBI agents would sit behind like 
one-way mirrors and just watch him. Operation like, wow. Midnight Climax. Midnight Climax. It must be really cool to be an FBI agent during the fucking... Yeah. They dosed people with days. acid when they went to whorehouses. Yeah. Guys went to whorehouses. They would slip acid in their drink. Yeah. And, you know, they'd be like, oh, I don't really want sex anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Thinking about life. Existential angst is really kind of freaking me out right now. <laughs> Is this Wait, is it true that the, the U.S. government has like half the world's LSD? <laughs> is that is that a bullshit? Well, it's most likely bullshit. Okay. Here's why it's bullshit: because LSD has a half life, and okay. it, it doesn't last. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you have a, a, a vat of LSD and you leave it in your house for ten years, most likely it's not really effective after a while. Remember, like and Alex so them having Shulgin all... was saying that they seized a bunch of it, really good acid during that whole time. But I guess yeah, yeah I'm it sure they last. did. Yeah, but I wouldn't unless they figured out some way to contain it, <laughs> vacuum seal it in some special way. I don't, I don't know. Walt Disney's brain. I, I'm guessing no. As far yeah. as I know, I don't think like I think a lot of substances are just not. That's why vitamins. If you get vitamins, like most vitamins, you look at them, they're not really effective mm -hmm. after like six months or a year. Mm -hmm. They become less and less effective over time. Right. Pretty sure that's the case with LSD. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on it though. But I yeah. know it is with weed. I've got. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Old weed doesn't. Unfortunately, oh, doesn't man. last. It's like Damn. life. You gotta get it while it's hot and fresh and young. Get that carbon in your fucking lungs <laughs> as soon as possible. Yeah, even edibles they go bad, even if they bake them down into a cookie. Yeah. Put yeah. that cookie in a piece of plastic. Try to Speaking eat it a couple of years from now. Weed. We just so we just took this epic road trip and got back this morning, which was amazing. But I, I wanted to tell your audience just about the the Utah thing because it was so funny. I mean, here you are in these fucking massive like rock formations carved by millions of years of water, sandstone, fucking whatever, like slate, all this shit. Insane. Like anyone who has not been to Utah, you need to go. Bryce Canyon National Park is one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. It's like these things called hoodoos that are just carved over millions of years with the stone. Anyway, Arches National Park, obviously that iconic, like all the, the orange arches that are carved in millions of years. Like we can carbon date them. We know the geological processes. Very easy to explain through science. So we're reading the official park literature and I'm just like, man, I'm like so, so fascinated. Like how did this form? And it's so like crazy and it makes you just like appreciate time. Like that's what the desert is. Like you look fucking appreciate time. Like that, that is just like you look at that and that's the top of the grand staircase, Joe. That's the newest part of the grand staircase. That's amazing. So in that's fucking ridiculous. It looks like a standing army. Yeah, if you, people that are just listening to this, it, it what it looks like, obviously it's not, but it looks like something that someone has designed. Yeah. It looks like something someone carved out of the stone. Like some of those things it's look an, like... insane. Yeah, they look like columns in a building. It's amazing, dude. Um, and so in Utah, so this is all Utah, of course, named after some Mormon guy named Bryce who discovered it, you know. So anyway, there's arches. Um, arches that are created by just wind and time. Yeah, right? wind just and time, erosion. and that's what you that like. Nuts? The most, the most crazy thing about being out in the desert for so long is you're just like, this took millions of years to, to happen. I mean, it makes you just appreciate fucking time and evolution and like how the Earth has changed. And this is only think about how old the Earth is, billions of years old. <sighs> this was only the last couple million. If you look at something called the Black Canyon, which is actually way deeper than the Grand Canyon and way more narrow. I was just like, oh my God, this must have taken billions of years to form. And it was just like, nope, just the last two million years just popped up. It's like, what the fuck? It just makes you, <clears throat> it just makes you just appreciate like time, time and geology and science. So anyway, in this official park literature and arches, it explains everything very um, precisely at the very end of it. It's just like, okay, we just explained how all of this worked. This is the history of Arches National Park. And then it says, probably 
all of the evidence is circumstantial. And I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, what do you mean all the evidence is circumstantial? I was like, all the evidence is not circumstantial. All the evidence is proven. We know how old these rocks are. We know exactly what's carved them. We can test all the sediments. We can test all the rocks. So I was just like, holy shit. Like, has the Mormon lobby just lobbied all the fucking parks in Utah, which are the best parks in the country and the most amazing state, and basically forced them to say... None of this is real. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Smith in 1820 was 14 years old. He found golden tablets that contained the lost work of Jesus. The Israeli people came over from the Bering Strait in Siberia. That, that's, that's crazy. That's the, um, the the narrative for the Mormons. Do you know that? That the uh, that, that it was... lost tr tribe of Israel were the Native Americans? You didn't know that? Did they, like... Yeah. Yeah, what? they even tested, this guy was this rich uh, Mormon dude, tested uh, Native American DNA to try to prove that they were Israeli and that they were the uh, lost tribes of uh, Israel. And turns out that's not true. Turns out it's, it's a uh, bunch of fucking bullshit. <laughs> no, they're, they're from Siberia. They it's came over from the Bering Strait. Oh We've God. known that forever. But they uh, they tested it. But in 1820, <laughs> Joseph Smith, he found magic tablets, and he had a magic stone, and he could—he had a seer stone, and only he could read the magic tablets. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't let anyone else see him. He, he was just like, stone. no, no, just trust me. Well, not only that, oh, he, he, could, he needed a stone uh, to look at them. Got a it. seer stone. Got it. Mm. A seer stone. It's a wonderful story. It is a wonderful stone. I wish I had one. Angels came and took the tablets away because the people didn't believe. To test their faith, mm -hmm. it's like dinosaur bones are just like, just gotta trust yeah. Joseph Smith. Joseph now. Smith, is that the peep that's stone? his seer stone. What a fucking batshit crazy Heck. dude! Can you imagine him just wandering? Can you imagine Joseph Smith today walking around with a seer stone, being like, <laughs> "Everyone, listen up!" He's like on the corner. <laughs> I found these golden tablets. Well, what's really wonderful is that a follower of this jackass almost became president. Got real goddamn close. Right, that's fucking batshit crazy. The, the people that don't even know how batshit Mitt Romney is, Mitt Romney's family is living in Mexico. His family's all from Mexico. That's why his dad was never president. Mitt Romney's dad wanted to be president. Mitt Romney's family was one of the fucking Mormons that escaped America when they made oh. polygamy illegal. They were like, look, I need more than one poser. You're I, like, I'm you're, gone, this son. This is too much. This is too restrictive. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of That's here. true. That's what happened. Did you know that? No. You didn't know that? Mitt Romney's family, they still live in Mexico. Mitt Romney's dad is from fucking Mexico. He was born in Mexico. Oh, whoa. Yeah. There's a huge He's colony. He's so white looking. I well, they're American. They're Mormons oh, right, from they're America. They escaped it, back it, when there was it, no got cars. Got it, got, it, got it. See, there was no cars. And back when there was no cars, you're on a horseback in America, you're on a horseback in Mexico. What difference does it make, bitch? Right. But if you cross this dirt line, you could fuck nine yeah. different chicks and live in a house Amazing. where you, you, know, you all have your own rules. Well, to this day, they're over there. There's a whole That's colony of them, crazy. and they're at war on a regular basis. There's Mitt Romney's cousin over there in Mexico. That's Very Kelly Romney. They're playing golf with fucking armed guards because the cartel kidnaps them all the time. A bunch of wives waiting inside. Well, they get kidnapped by the cartel oh, members. Yeah, 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 they have yeah, a fucking yeah, yeah. Totally, active war. Totally, totally. These people, they have these ranches, and they're armed to the dick. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like oh, that's Vice. It's Shane it's over hilarious. there wandering around in Mexico um, at the Romney Mitt Romney ranch. actually has a really interesting story because he, at Bain Capital, when he ran Bain Capital, um, he was like taken in and trained by Monsanto executives. And he, he like, I think he was given his first big loan 
by a Monsanto executive. And then he was like, all right, y'all, you guys are fucking toxic chemical company, fucking Agent Orange, all this shit. Real bad, real bad look. Why don't we shift this over to food now? So like he basically was behind this giant PR push to switch Monsanto over from chemicals to to biotech, which is really interesting to be like, why is Mitt, like, Mitt Romney's in the fold? You know, it's just like super weird that he was just like right there in the wings kind of helping foster this transition is super weird. People with money. Bain Capital. People harvesting money. money. That's what he says in some commercial for Bain Capital. He's like, we harvest money. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> How do you so do that? <laughs> Show us where the money tree is. I can't. It's near the golden tablets. You need a seer stone to see the magic money tree. <laughs> Money seeds only through the seers. The money seeds. We water it with angel tears and piss. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Money tree harvest? harvest? What are you doing? Cash. What are you doing, Mitt? It sounded like he was like harvesting human beings. He's like we grow them here yeah, in our lab. Grow them lands. <laughs> Planned Parenthood goes in for us. <laughs> the whole thing is oh my god, the ridiculous. Planned Parenthood thing is hilarious. Yeah, the Planned Parenthood thing. We were talking about it earlier in a different podcast. Yeah. We were trying to uh, figure out what the here's, fuck was going on with that. Here's the thing. What are they supposed to fucking do? Throw the babies in the trash can? That's what I said. Yeah, like I would like them to you if they are if abortion is legal and I think it should be. What are they going to do with the tissue? Wouldn't it be better if that tissue exactly. gets used? But it's a fucking super disturbing video when they start going through yeah. the parts. Right, right, right. And you realize what abortion really is. You're like, oh, in this is inconvenient. Cases, yeah. Yeah. It's more convenient for me to think that this is a bundle of cells. <laughs> Don't really want to see Yeah, hands. I mean, the whole thing is just like, yeah, it's like abortion's legal, and I would rather have them utilize the tissue for something mm. that's scientific instead of just throwing the garbage can, so. Yeah, that's, that's true. I think what a lot of people were worried about, not just this, is that they were going to somehow or another influence people to do it for money, influence people to have abortions for money. Oh, God, that's insane. It is, but it isn't. There's, there's got to be people that are willing to have an abortion for money. Sure, but get... what if they get paid? Like Planned Parenthood, wasn't the whole issue that Planned Parenthood was making money selling the tissue, but then they said that that wasn't true? Something along those so lines. So you're saying that like, if there was like some black market thing where people could have abortions and like sell the tissue, I just don't... Yeah, mm. that, it's super confusing because really... the video implies that Planned Parenthood was profiting off of it and that yeah. this woman was trying to say that she could sort of structure it so they could make more money. Look, all I know is Planned Parenthood's fucking great. Okay, I, I love it. I think it's great. I um, it gives I birth control. Look, birth like control abortions. is fucking important. All right, and people who want to talk shit on Planned Parenthood and talk about this baby thing is just so ridiculous because, I I didn't have health care for like three months after I quit RT, and I wanted birth control, and I was just like, what the fuck would I do? What would I do? If Planned Parenthood wasn't here, I what didn't you have do is get a fucking job, <laughs> buy some goddamn birth control. How about working for somebody other than Russia? Hey, I, extends your benefits. There's some shit that you need prescribed. They don't have unemployment birth control. You don't just go fucking pick up certain birth controls at the at the convenience store. What was was it Rush Limbaugh that killed Rush Limbaugh's career, wasn't it? We were talking about some girl being Air a slut. Blown out. That too. <laughs> but he was talking about some girl being a slut because she wanted birth control. Some Dude. college student. Remember that? Yes. It was like two. 2012 oh that was the drop-off that yeah. was where it ended for rush limbo yeah oxy didn't do it that did it yeah he was saying a bunch of really rude shit yeah. well he's probably oxied out of his fucking yeah, head he while he was saying like, it you know but like he, nodding off he was like, oh, slut. Fucking slut. Birth control. Okay, birth control. i'll come in your nose you know, it's just, it's a fucking, but that that literally like ended his career 
Yeah. That was like around 2012, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to remember what the story was, but it was some college mm-hmm. girl, and he was calling her a slut. And I think it was, was she about. she like a rape victim or something? No, no, that no. I think it, that, was, that was even over the top for Rush. <laughs> Chris Kyle, rest in peace. I think what he wanted to do was he wanted to. Uh, he was mocking her because she was saying that a bo- birth control should be a part of uh, some. See if you can find that. Like. Bur- Free yeah, Rush shit, Limbaugh, like college girl, slut, birth control. Right, right, Let's right. Google that. Right. Yeah, it was like he was, she was saying that it should be a part of her health care, I think. Mm-hmm. And oh, like he was heart. calling her a yeah. slut yeah. because she wanted birth control. Right. I'm like, what? Dirty whore. What the fuck, man? You wanted to get pregnant, you dumb fuck? Like, yeah, exactly. What? Oh, some state... She shouldn't have sex. Some state just issued free birth control to this radical idea where they gave free birth control to women and like abortion like... idea. Abortion like fucking plummeted like 30%, like pr- teen oh. pregnancy plummeted. It's like, oh. wow, who'd have thunk it? Who'd yeah. have thunk it? If Rush Limbaugh calls Georgetown student. Oh, yeah, but let's not get a video. Let's see what the, what the actual f- facts were. What's that? I have, I have the well, audio. Sandra already. Fluke, a okay. slut. Okay, go ahead. Play it. Yeah, play, play the audio. Up. Go ahead. For See. two days, Rush Limbaugh has eviscerated Sandra Fluke on the radio. What does it say Look at about shirt. the college co-ed Susan Fluke? Sandra. Who goes before a congressional committee and essentially says that she must be paid to have sex. What does that make her? Paid up sex? What? <clears throat> it makes her a slut, right? What is he talking it's about? It's a prostitute. She wants to be paid to have sex. Fluke, a third-year law student at Georgetown, is now the flashpoint in a debate about whether employers should be required to fully cover contraception, even if they have religious <laughs> objections. I like how he truncated it to, Fluke she wants to get paid oh, to better. have sex. Okay. <laughs> we got it. We got it. That, but that was it. That was basically right. it for him. That fucking killed him. That guy's done. It's really fascinating yeah. because Rush Limbaugh was... Is he, though? Oh, yeah. He's done. Really? Oh, yeah. His career has dropped off radically. Damn. He's in, like, third, fourth tier Is markets. Is this, like, the nappy-headed hoe comment? Like, was it, like, that bad? Well, that guy was just... A, that guy was, like, a gross. fucking He's always been gross. Bag. Yeah. But, yeah, that was just... He was trying to be funny and stupid. Yeah, Rush yeah, is yeah. trying to, like, He's, push his yeah. ideology. Yeah. But that killed that guy. Good. That guy, like, f- advertisers fleed him in mass after that. It's funny that that's what did it. <laughs> it's like not the rampant racism and well, he's just all gross. Shit. Yeah. He's, he, well, he was also calling for drug addicts to be like. There was a guy who got prosecuted. I forget what the story was, but a guy who got prosecuted um, for some drug-related offense, and the the fucking judge literally told him when he was sentencing him that he was listening to Rush Limbaugh on the way over and how Rush was saying that no. we have to give drug abusers a wake-up call and that drug abusers need to know that there's consequences for their actions. So because of this, I'm going to fucking sentence you for X amount of blah, 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 blah. And the guy got released because of overcrowding. I read it online. I forget where I read it from. The I whole, I knew that. Drug abusers, really? Yeah. But this was right before Rush got popped for <laughs> chewing like 90 oxys a day and having his fucking maid go out and buy him for him with her assumed names. She's wearing a fake mustache and shit. <laughs> My back is not so good. And she's buying <laughs> But this guy was like talking about this crazy shit on the radio while he was popping That's pills. always how it is, man. All the anti-gay people mm-hmm. always turn out to have the gay prostitutes. It's like, why are you so obsessed? We were playing Ted Cruz earlier on the oh, earlier God. podcast. And I was like, I recognize sounds 
okay? There's certain sounds I recognize, right? When you when you hear a dude talk like this, what do you hear? <laughs> you hear you think of a big black man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When That's Ted Cruz dude. talks, I hear a gay man. I hear a gay man. Dude, that is how he why does he talk? Let's like hear. That? Let's hear why Ted does he Cruz talk again. Like Cuz he's gay. I think he's, he's gay. Like he's super conservative. Like, yeah. Super conservative. My, my thought is this guy cannot fucking wait to get done talking, <laughs> just run up, throw on some women's clothes, and suck some cock. He just sounds gay. Now, I don't know if he's gay, but I've never met anybody that sounds gay that's not <laughs> gay. Really There's nothing wrong offended. with being gay. I want to say this right. again because right. I said it on the earlier podcast. There's nothing wrong. I love gay people. Right. What I don't like is people are gross. We just don't like gay people who are homophobes. And my remarks today is that we need to reassemble the Reagan coalition. We need to bring together what? all of the different parts that comprise what the about, big tent. What about liberals who, if you got elected president, you'd be their president? What would well, you say to them? Well, but, but listen, they're different elements. So you've got, for example, you've got to bring together conservatives and libertarians who've got differing views but shared values. That's okay, that's about as straight as he's ever sounded. Find a better one. But it's same-sex right. marriage like ruling. It's See, like because it's a same-sex marriage ruling he's yeah. like trying to fucking yeah, yeah, straighten yeah. it up he's like i don't want to be confused with any of those homos <laughs> the guy sounds gay i don't know if he is gay there's nothing wrong with being gay but he sounds gay i'm just saying it and people could say i sound gay too go ahead say it i don't give a fuck the world is on fire comments the world's on fire it's on fire here we go Tell you, you are a major celebrity there. Yeah, well, it's a very small state. Look, I mean, it, it, was, it was impressive. I mean, I was earning major street cred. I mentioned to a couple of folks I was going to be on your show. They were blown away. That's well, a gay this, man. Stop right there. Wow, he that looks, guy sounds should be totally He sounds totally different than he did in the He should previous. be naked with a fucking apron on. Baking. Wow. Baking and sucking cock. That's what Ted Cruz is best. <laughs> Those two things. That's what he does He's best. Good at cupcakes and <laughs> cock sucking. That should, should be this is your campaign trail. That's his guy. I would just fucking go for it. Just go for it. Go for it. There's enough time, dude. There's enough time. It's still 2015. Okay, November of 2016 is a long time away. <laughs> cupcakes and cock sucking. Ted Cruz. Hillary's Look. got the the pantsuits. You get the apron. Get in. Get in while well hot. A year ago, Caitlyn was Bruce, and no one gave a fuck about him. Right. 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 Now he's Caitlyn, right. and everybody cares. Right. Everybody loves her. Right. Right? Right. Cupcakes and cocksucking for president. And Ted Cruz. Look at him. Ted oh my god. That's what's up. <laughs> Ew. That is he looks just he has hollow black eyes. <sighs> He's just a guy. He's, He's just, just trying to fucking stand just out. Just trying to make just trying to pick himself up by his bootstraps and make the American dream happen. It's just always weird. It's just always weird when someone goes they go that route anti same sex marriage oh yeah pro. just going against the grain it's like i'm gonna still prosecute Ooh, marijuana look at that look at that well, there's no place for gays look at that fucking quote this is there is no place for gays or atheists in my america none our constitution makes that clear he said that in fucking March of 2015 <laughs> at Liberty University. That is amazing. There is no place for gays or atheists. Oh, that's so silly. That's obviously a gay guy. I hate to that's quote incredible. myself, but there's two types of people that hate that's gay incredible. marriage. People that are really dumb or people that are secretly worried that dicks are delicious. Look at him. Look at him. That is a vagina. This is where you, you see stick this? your penis in. Don't stick it in my mouth because I'll throw up. Go ahead, I'll show you. I'll show you. Stick it in. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> Don't put it in my butt. <laughs> this is the world we live in, oh Abby Martin. God. That's that, is much. that the empire? Now, what does a guy like that fit in? 
Where's a guy like that fit in the Empire? Is he just like some guy scrambling, trying to get attention, running around the outside of the castle? I mean, what about me? I can be king. Yeah, that guy's the stupid. Let me be right? king. So you have these. Mm. He's not really. He's just a sideshow, you know. I know some people. He's that just are like having... Rick Perry of the Niggerhead Ranch. <gasps> what did you say? Did you N say that word? word? Ranch. And what? <laughs> <laughs> What is that ranch? What are you talking that's about? That's Rick Perry's ranch. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's up. his family. Come on. His family has a ranch called N. <laughs> no, they don't. Please tell me you're kidding. And he like refused to take down the signpost. Oh, people, when he was no. running for president, people were like, "Are you gonna do like a rebranding effort about like the ranch that your family owns?" And he was like, "It's all like historical." Oh no! It's like Aunt Jemima. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that real? No, that's real. Come on, find I that. Swear to God. You gotta and, find and that. And I think he kept his. <laughs> oh my God, it's true. Oh my God, he's got a ranch called Niggerhead. Oh my God. Is it surprise yet? Yeah, us neither. Oh my God, Perry's version of the events differs in many respects so yeah, from the recollections rock. of seven people. <laughs> they said they painted the rock when they got the. With oh. the offensive word, saw the offensive word, and then painted it over. Oh, ever since. Any time I ever <laughs> saw the rock, it was painted over. Oh, my God. My mother and father went to the lease and painted the rock. <laughs> went to the lease? What does that mean? Went to the lease and painted the rock. In either 1983 or 1985. It took them that long? <laughs> Well, it was not until the 80s that we realized that it was that a bad really, word. Yeah, that we really had to start respecting the damn black people. Around Texas, that's just what we <laughs> called folks. Wait, and didn't he also keep a dead fetus in his fridge? Oh, my God. Is that really the sign that you yeah, showed? No, that's fake, right? He kept a dead fetus in his fridge. For what? Um, just because... put him in why? the freezer. It's good. It's good. <laughs> you don't want to waste those cells. You don't want to throw those in the trash. That's true. And sell they those be used to, to criminals. cure or something. You don't want to Gay. sell that to the black market. Imagine how ironic fetus. it would be if it was aborted fetuses that cured the gay. <laughs> Can you imagine how ironic? <laughs> you needed an aborted fetus. Rick Santorum's dead baby ritual? What is that? Fuck, I really want to. I don't want to say that. I really want to. I'm getting to... bummed out. Anyway. I got to end this thing in about five minutes. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. You, unfortunately, you... I got a crazy day. Oh, no way. Well. Anything else? Anything else going on? Uh, just everyone check out the Grand Staircase. <laughs> What's going on with your art? You have beautiful art. Yes, you were in so, town doing some art. Yeah, I did an art show um, called Cosmos and Self, and I'm actually doing another one in two days. Everyone should check it out if they live in the L.A. area called Ethos Space. It's going to be in downtown L.A. Check it out. Um, Downtown's a freaky spot now, isn't Downtown's it? Downtown's fucking awesome, man. It's we weird. live in the fashion district in some crazy warehouse. It's epic. Don't say where you live. Oh, we're, I'm moving in oh. three days, so it's fine. Now you're gone. The, yeah. <laughs> like a ghost. Ghost out. There's uh, a lot of freaky spots down there. Yeah. Like, you got to make I mean, sure you Skid don't Rose go the wrong right way. There. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's like, yeah, I'm sure that you've seen, you know, you've traveled to a lot of countries, seen a lot of horrible poverty, went to Haiti, saw bad things. But then there's really nothing that compares to Skid Row because it's this crazy community living on the fucking streets, just taking over downtown L.A., like excess of humanity that's just spilled out mentally ill drug i mean they're just like shooting up in the street taking a shit it's it's fucking nuts thousands of them thousands yeah and it's blocks and blocks and blocks it's just like society is just like abandoned this portion of 
their people. It's very surreal and really scary. And we live right by there. It's an interesting thing. You know, someone wants to look at them and go, how do we capitalize on this market? There's so many people <laughs> right there. They all have similar interests. How do we, how do we nail this homeless market? I'm glad I mean, they Occupy have cans. They still, sell cans. Still going strong. I occupy skill, Skid Row. Oh, no, I was just, I was just oh. making it was just a joke because you just drive through it. You're like, wow, oh, I'm like, oh, damn. It's a fucking crazy scene. I, I remember the first time I was there, we were filming Fear Factory yeah. downtown, and uh, we were real close to it. And someone brought it up, and we drove by, and I was yeah. like, you gotta be fucking yeah. kidding. This is yeah. real. That's real. It's, it's real. Super big. And there's Huge. just no one. And like, what do you most do? Most of them are just mentally ill and drug addicts. So it's yeah. like you don't. What can you do other than provide services like that? It's very just, and then one of the fucking tents, it's so bizarre, has a giant American flag in it. And you're, and you're like, I'm glad that you are still America. All about America. America. Little fucking skid row well, living it's in not America's tent. fault that I'm out here. It's my <laughs> fault. I'm the one who smoked the crack. Uncle Sam didn't put that crack pipe in my mouth. He didn't work hard enough. Yeah, well, there's a lot of mentally ill people during the Reagan administration They sort of changed the rules for what made you mentally ill and what you know what what the distinctions were mm -hmm. And that's when they sort of opened up the doors and let all these people out on the street I remember it like really really clearly when I was a kid because there was a, a big debate like oh like wait a minute You can't you, there's a lot of people. They're like you can't fucking do this You can't just right. change right. the the classification the classifications for people that have mental illness but they did and all throughout New York and Boston there was like all these like new mentally ill people wandering around the streets It was like a real clear moment. Yeah, there I just read the statistic that homelessness has gone up like 25% in the last four years and just in LA of people wow. Living in homes on freeway overpasses and shit and I remember like I posted 25%? it 25% swear to God and I remember I posted it and someone was like dude just move out. They can't afford LA. Just move out. And I'm like, <laughs> they can't afford to move. Like, once you go like, homeless, you don't have any LA? money. <laughs> like, what? Oh my god, dude. Well, speaking of, really quickly before we wrap it up, I wanted to tell you, I, I we should talk about Cuba next time because I went there and did a whole report on it. But um, zero homelessness. That was the most iconic thing about being in Cuba. No trash. No homelessness. Because everyone has their basic needs. Um, the shelter and. There's a ration system and stuff, but it was just interesting to see like the low crime rate when people have like basic shelter and healthcare. A lot of problems. Still very interesting because I, it was very different than every other like Latin American country. I was just like, holy shit! There's no homeless people, wow. and no beggars, and no. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's it obviously not an ideal environment because you're forced into certain jobs and they kind of decide what you do you and don't do. Into certain jobs. You're not. Nope. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. What about for athletes? Don't they do that for athletes? <clears throat> so that's what my friend who's an economist actually, when I came back from Cuba, she was like, so how is it? Like everyone's assigned a job. And I was like, no, it's not like a brave new world where we're babies are born in incubators and like trained to be like, you're a doctor, you're a florist, you're this. It's not like that at all. <clears throat> and, um, you know, there is a ration system and they do get paid very little. Um, but it's just interesting because people just have a completely different mindset. Like I remember I spoke to a bunch of doctors and I was like, why are you a doctor? You're not getting paid anything. And right. they're like, why would I care about it? They're like, I'm helping my community and family. It's just like completely, it's just like a totally, like a wall of understanding. I'm like, I'm coming from the hub of capitalism and I'm like, I don't understand the incentive. Right. So it's really, it was really, really fascinating. But I'd recommend everyone check out um, the Cuba series I did on Breaking the Set if you want to learn more and um, check out Ethos Space. Abbymartin.org is my but people art. that have lived there in Cuba <clears throat> mm -hmm. really hated it. They hated the oppression. They hated the, the way they were treated. They escaped because they had more well, opportunity the in America, three laws, especially athletes. There's three laws that America has 
put into place that cokes defectors. So one of them is basically trying to subvert Cuba's whole medical internationalism. So Cuba has been forced into this, like, because of the blockade and the embargo, they've been forced into, like, total fucking self, like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they have, like, all organics, and they've, like, like maintain these old cars, and they, like, don't let anything break down and shit. kind of cool in a way. So they've also developed instead of invading countries and bombing the shit out of people they've also developed an entire like a medical thing for their like income so they basically lease out doctors around the world even when you go back to you know the haiti earthquake they were the first country that sent out the biggest contingent of doctors ebola biggest contingent of doctors. Mm -hmm. so they basically lease out like doctors to get oil from venezuela to like get help um it's interesting because people are like oh well they're you know they're like creating doctors to like just get oil and shit it's like well they're they're doing what they can with the resources that they have they're under a very crippling economic embargo they have subversion programs going on through USAID every year despite the normalization process that's going on the USAID is still spending 20 million dollars a year to subvert Cuba's political process so we've subverted the hip-hop movement there we've created a fake HIV program we've created a fake Twitter called Zunzunio that's tried to like get people against Castro but the most disturbing part is this medical internationalism where you have like 75,000 doctors working around the world on all these fronts and the US has created a law that said you can defect to the US and become a doctor here um, just leave your post. So it's like, why are we trying to like subvert like actual medical missions and humanitarian missions that Cuba is doing? Really, the only reason is because we want to subvert the socialist government that survived after the Cold War that we still fucking can't accept. And there's also the wet foot, dry foot policy that offers Cuban immigrants. No other immigrant in the world has this where you can just come here and just be an American citizen if you're Cuban. Is that no the case? questions asked? Really? Wet foot, dry foot. Still? Yep. Wow. That must suck for Mexicans. They're like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? And, and like, why don't this is bullshit? Why what about Canadians? Up in arms and like, why are we allowing all these like Cuban immigrants here? So like, true. shut the borders down. I did not know that. That's yeah. fascinating. It's really fascinating. You should have a conversation with Joey Diaz. He'd be fucking screaming right now. <laughs> he was born in Cuba. Yeah. Came over on a boat. Yeah. A no, and you know, a lot of people. Um, Look, when you're a Cuban and you're 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 on a ration system and you're living in this country that's kind of isolated and you're like watching American movies and you're like, why the fuck am I here Especially when Scarface. I can be there? You know, and you're seeing mountains of cocaine and yeah. AKs and, yes. shit, and you're like, why? Yes. Are but the problem is a lot of doctors <laughs> defect and they come over here and then they're they're caught for years and years and years. Their their license doesn't apply. Like they have to go through all. They end up being like a waitress in a restaurant for a decade trying to become a practicing doctor. But when I was over there, not only did they have free health care, obviously, for everyone in the country, but they also have an international medical school that trains doctors. Whoever wants to train all over the world can go and just be a doctor for free. So I met like 20 Americans who were there and I was like, why are you here getting your medical license? And they're like, because I don't want to fucking be $100,000 in debt in America. And they're like, I'm here to get my medical license so then I can go train and be a doctor. Wow. Free. So a lot of shit can be talked about how things are run, but it's a totally different society when you have basic needs met and when healthcare and like humans come first out of necessity because of the blockade, because they had to create this, not necessarily of altruism, but it's evolved into such an, an insane just dichotomy of how society has like functioned. Super interesting. What's well, going to be fascinating now the embargo has been lifted. How it's going to be lifted. It's still going not. To be lifted. So now but all they've done is lift there. travel restrictions. Yeah. yeah. So now they've lifted travel restrictions. And now Raul has like opened up some private enterprise and stuff. And that was a whole diplomatic process within the country too, where they lifted some economic 
things so now private businesses can flourish. And so it's opening up because they've realized that they can't obviously have it like that forever, especially now that the travel's lifted. But it's going to be really interesting to see what happens, especially now that the U.S. still has this subversion tactics going on, these programs in place that encourage people to defect. And then also Gitmo. It's mm. a perpetual occupation of fucking Cuba that Raul has said time and again, give us Guantanamo Bay. You leased it under false pretenses. We really want it back. And the U.S. says it's off the table. So that's the way the empire works. So we they don't get back bases. So how does that, we, we like leased it? 1903, we leased the Guantanamo Bay Naval Base, which is a giant swath of land for like a, you know, housing But it's port. connected to Cuba. It's in, it's on Cuba. It's in Cuba. So yeah. we leased it then when That's we were allies. Fucked. Batista was an ally, our boy. Batista was like a corporate fucking uh, lord, you know? And so we had all these private enterprises in Cuba, and then the Socialist Revolution happened, and then the lease agreement said this has to be agreed by both parties to continue or I'm sorry, to dissolve. And then when the Cuban revolution happened, Cuba was like, give us back Guantanamo. And the U.S. was like, you know what? We don't agree to that. So we're just going to keep it. <laughs> and they never accepted a dime. They never cashed a dime for the rent of the uh, lease after the 1956 or whatever the, um, the revolution was. So yeah, it was... It was <clears throat> that's really disturbing to me because I'm like, dude, just give them back fucking Guantanamo Bay. Like, you can pretend that we're normal with Cuba, but it's never going to be normal unless you give them some respect. And if you're so scared of socialism, and if you are so sure that socialism is a failure, then let them fucking fail on their own. Lift the blockade and let Cuba just function. And let's see what happens. But right now, um, it's been so crippled in so many ways that it's impossible to really know what the country would be like without U.S. interference. Well, it's very bizarre that we're allowed to trade with all sorts of different countries that are accused of all sorts of different heinous crimes against humanity, but we can't with Cuba. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, just think about all the different countries yeah. that we're allowed to trade with. That's fine. You, can, you, you, you go to Congo right now yeah. and yeah. hang out with warlords. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck right. you want. You know, right. Saudi Arabia. We go right. back and forth with them all the time. Mm -hmm. Chicks just got the right to vote. Did you hear that? Like, like in yes. recent weeks. Yes. Like it was on. It was in the news yesterday. I, oh my god. Pull it off my Twitter, Jimmy. Yeah, it was Saudi Arabia. Women in Saudi Arabia are going to get the right to vote. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look, it's 2015. Yay. They feel like it's, I guess. Take it's off a, your burqas, nope. women. Nope. You're not oh, allowed to do that. Right. We haven't that liberated yet. them yet. No. Well, I, I live in Iran. They wear just fucking tons of makeup. They look yeah. hot as fuck. They wear skin tight clothes because you're not allowed to show shit. But they wear like yoga pants, like a total workaround. But they have to have that thing in their head. Mm -hmm. Women are allowed to vote in Saudi Arabia for the first time Holy in history. Holy shit. Isn't that nuts? August 24th, 2015. Bam. 15th? I guess not 15. For the first time in the country's history, women in Saudi Arabia have been given the right to vote and stand as political candidates in the upcoming elections. Wow. But Isn't just that amazing? Don't I show just... your ankles. Don't, don't drive. Don't show your ankles. Fuck. Have your. I guess the man needs to escort them to the voting booths because they still can't do anything without a male permission. Of course, they can't so, even drive yet. Yeah, they can vote and they can't yeah. drive. <laughs> you know, even King Abdul, the former King Abdul. Sorry, praise be with him. Fucking uh, peace be upon him. Peace be upon Abdullah. But no, his daughters are like trapped in a dungeon, like being starved. What? Yeah, they're like living in underground in some bunker that like they're like trapped. They did an interview with someone saying like, "Help us, we're." we like disobeyed our father and we've been like punished for oh our... fuck yeah it's super crazy you look it up grand staircase <sighs> everyone go to the grand staircase every time i talk to abby martin she gives me more depressing <laughs> things to look up 
Listen, always awesome talking to you. <laughs> so Appreciate awesome it. To you. Anytime you, so you want. Anytime, me. anytime, my friend. All right, that's it for today, you fucks. Uh, we Bye. love the shit out of you, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Big kiss. Bye. Mwah. Oh, oh,